We on. Hey, I got a question. Do you guys donate to like GoFundMe accounts or like when people have like the Facebook thing? Start. Don't answer. Because this is not questions by Carl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. That's so the you want to write the question down and have me ask it? I'm so glad no, we got a guest today. I'm just messing <laughs> with you. I'm so glad we got a guest uh, today. Typically, no. No what? I don't give money. Okay. Do you cease? What? Give money to like GoFundMe accounts and stuff like that online? Yeah, sure. Why not? I give it to homeless people that I've never met before. So why wouldn't I believe the story of somebody that I... I potentially follow on social media. My only point of this, my biggest fear, and I, I had heard a story from someone the other day, is that they would take that money and do something else with it. So a grandmother was supposed to spend that money uh, on, on, I guess, like funeral arrangements. Yeah. Went off and pocketed that money. I'm go- I, I, Hey, can you spare some change so I can feed my family? And then you see the person going to get drunk. You don't do it because of what they're going to do f- with the money. You do it because of like what it makes you feel in your heart. Gotcha. Quite frankly, I just don't do it because I feel like GoFundMe keeps a portion. So I feel like if the person really needs money, you should just give it directly to them. But cue the intro. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's just Chris Starr. Big Mouth Seat. It's your boy, Normal Ass Coral. With Grown Folks Business. Grown Folks Business. Like your mama used to tell you, stay out of Grown Folks Business. I mean, I'm grown. I'm grown, too. Shit, we all grown. Welcome, Welcome to, to Grown, grown Folks, Folks Business. business. You drinking that smooth move. That was you. So, y'all, Carl was in here. Yeah, I got this throat coat. I go in the kitchen. I'm like, bro, that is smooth move. You're going to be running to the bathroom in the middle of our podcast. I'm good, man. I made it for now. far. I'm just, I'm just mad the smooth move felt good on his throat. It did. <laughs> it helped me. Because he was really, he was like, no, no, the benefits of this right here. Yeah, First of all, it, it pause all right. this. <laughs> smooth move felt good on his throat is wild. I mean, you said it. But I it need did. you to overload me with sounds. <laughs> what? <laughs> All podcasts, baby. What are you talking about? I need you to overload me with sound. Yeah, that that action. That is really strange. I need that. It is strange. Yeah, yeah, it was really strange. I need you to overload me. I've never overloaded you with anything. Start working. They find us at Cease Voice. As always, you can find us. No, not in Cease's voice. (laughs) He was imitating me for you to do you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I stay ready to do a Cease impersonation. Sunday Star is trash. (laughs) Not just playing. (laughs) I'm feeling personally attacked on Grow Folks Business, and that's B I Z N E. S-S. On Facebook and Instagram, and you can get your merch at www.grownfolksbusiness.bigcartel.com. <laughs> you can out me. Apparently not. Not trying to. Anybody have anything popping going on uh, over the last 13 days? Well, first of all, Happy New Year to all of our grown folks. Happy Word. New Year's. Happy New... It's- this is our second New Year podcast. Wow, yeah, yeah. This is the second time y'all running a new year with us. So 2019 finna be lit. I always say every year is my year and I haven't lied yet. So I'm expecting 2019 to be no different. Let's do our plug real quick. We did do a New Year's wrap up on Nothing to Lose podcast. It dropped yesterday, which is Tuesday. We did? (laughs) Me and Star did. They only wanted the real. Okay, so listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. They I only just, wanted the real. Oh, now you got to tell the whole story. I, now he's got to tell the whole story. I was gonna ask y'all about this off air, but I figured it'd be good for the podcast. So did y'all talk about me? Well, yeah. hell yeah, we did on the recording. Yeah, I think so. They do things a little differently. No, yeah, we did. I think you came up uh, like they would reference things that we've said, 
on our podcast before. But we then. talked about you in unison. It was great to have a collective that all agreed about you. So, uh, from so different qu- backgrounds. So, so listen, listen. Part I'm gonna tell you the truth. I was hopeful that you two would go because I knew that you guys couldn't go somewhere without talking about me. We made an hour and a half without talking about you. So, without hearing it yet, was y'all talking shit? No, we could never. Shit, I was. Okay. I ain't gonna lie. Fair enough. Not that I'm better than you or nothing. That was like the <laughs> We better, did talk about that. That, that was their, that, Joey loved that. <laughs> he I bet would, he did. He, he loved seeing you riled up for some reason. I don't know yeah, what it is. most people do. And anything about getting you riled up, he was like, yeah, I'm all for it, man. Well, that's, that's my friend, so I guess he's just doing his job then, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so we uh, we all collectively uh, got word on the street this time. Yes, we did. So, and I got a few questions, and I've been told by you guys and some members of the public that we need to be a little bit more expeditious. So I'm gonna just ask y'all a few questions right off the bat, and then we're gonna get a word in the street. Okay. Cool. When you say expeditious. What do you mean by that? Like meaning like getting to the point <laughs> as you. quickly as possible. I ain't without, mad expeditiously. They yeah. Still, they without still faltering. Made it. They still made it through. Okay. Um, so how do you guys feel about when people put people on blast on social media? I hate it. Okay. Is I, there, is I, there I, any, is, is there ever a time that it's appropriate? Maybe like on, like if you, like, like, like if you're in the shade room comments or something. No, no, no. So if your girl is out here being scandalous and don't think that she'll ever get caught and really got you out here looking like a fool and you find that out via maybe some screenshots that somebody sent you, do you ever feel like you'd be in a space to post that on social media so people knew how foul she really was. Nah, because once you, if like, nah, nah. I'm normal ass Carl, so nobody care if I'm out here making a public apology on my IG following or nothing like that. Star, Star, have you ever been in a position where you had to put somebody on blast on social media? Nah, for what? Have you ever seen it and felt like it was warranted? No. Okay. I also feel like silence is golden, though. If you don't say anything, it'll go away. And then let's flip it real quick. You ever been put on blast on social media? Not that I'm aware of. Nah. Oh, okay. I have. I won't say no. I just I'm not aware of it. Got you. So that wasn't blast if you weren't aware. You, of I can so see you being blasted on social media. Oh well, y'all know what happened. So <laughs> there, there you go. Oh yeah, it happens. So I missed all of that. I'm so mad. I missed everything. Mm, well, we won't even give yeah, it the shine that it wanted to have. Yeah. Um, y'all dreaming? I, I I ask people that. Do they still dream? I definitely ask people like, do y'all still dream at night? Yeah. yeah when you sleep, do you I don't dream? remember them though. Sometimes I do, and I wake up and I'll be having to check stuff. Like, Wait, I'm glad he said that, because I heard somebody say that and I'm about to fight him. You have dreams that you don't remember, but you know you dream. I'm sure, yeah. You have dreams that you don't remember. Well, you don't but, remember the details, but I don't, you remember yeah, I don't remember. Were, like, I wake up by like, 11. In a very vivid situation. Yeah, by 11 o'clock, it's like, what, what, what was I dreaming? It's like thinking about something, you know what I mean? It's like, what was I thinking about yesterday that was fire, and then you just don't remember what it was. I don't dream at all anymore you do you just don't remember them no <laughs> i no. swear dreaming I, is like thinking when you, you sleep i'm I sure we can wikipedia Fitbit, so that we can see what your sleep cycle looks like because that means you're probably probably he definitely sleeps not with a entering your sleep legs. cycles as you should oh no, no 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 i sleep in like in in multiple increments through the night i i couldn't tell you the last time i i, I actually slept through the that's night. probably why you don't dream because you're probably just not going through that sleep cycle probably so what are y'all dreaming about again life different events stuff There's so no, you ever had a dream about being regular i right? feel like you'd be in a coma if you don't dream though cease what'd he say wait what did you say i said you ever had a dream about being regular height like what it would be like mm. i've thought about that and it makes me sad every time you don't want that you i don't want different. those problems a dream is a succession of images ideas and emotions and sensations that occur 
involuntarily. I know you definitely. If you're not dreaming, you're in a comatose state, probably like zero brain activity. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Speaking of words, shout out to uh, B&B Lighting on um, on Instagram for letting me know that my word connoisseur was definitely on point <laughs> last episode. All right. So you ready for the next question? Next question. <laughs> we- I guess this is specifically for, well I guess I, 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 I could freak it for start too so start you're out right and you're with your dude hey. and you guys say hey, hey let's boo. let's go get massages Ooh. are you tripping if he's tripping that your masseuse is a man I would hope he wouldn't trip off of that are you tripping if he's tripping that your masseuse is a man oh that's I feel like I would just get somebody else if that makes you uncomfortable I would just get somebody else Carl you letting a man get you a massage I have. So I'm hey. getting in. I have. Them knuckles? Not not voluntarily though. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I think I'm about to let a man massage me. They be getting it in. The knuckles, they're yeah. No, I, I the Well, let me explain elbows. this little this little piece that happened to me real quick then. I went in, you go in the happy head massage spot, you know, and then you put you go in there face down and then the masseuse comes out. So you face don't, down you go in there into up. the thing. And so the the the, the person face comes in. Starts getting to the rubbing, and I was like, "Oh, she's got a a good medium grip." And then the whisper came in, "Would you like it hard or soft?" I said, "Oh shit, man! Like, what, man, you gotta warm me up to that, man. You can't just come in here like straight James Earl Jones voice into my ear talking about you want it hard or soft, like that." So, <laughs> so is there a certain type of man that you'd prefer a massage? For? Well, when I got about the table, and I see who it was. He was the guy that was right for the job. <laughs> like, Describe him. He was bad. He, no, he wasn't. He looked bae. good. You went him the back. He, de- he definitely. He was an Asian dude, and Did he you let him looked, hit. Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> bro definitely looks like he just drinks a two liter and eats boxes of pizza all day so like, listen that's like i was like yo that's cool bro. listen look, i don't want nobody to get the wrong idea when i said that like I'm, I'm actively seeking out a man to give me a massage because it got to be like a certain type of man though like i know what he looked like in my mind what like, he look like Cease? like he got to be older he got to be white he got to be skinny and he got to have candy in his pocket well no he got to have glasses <laughs> I don't know why, but he's stupid. Hit me with the board. But he got to have glasses. And I want him to have like multiple degrees. Get your board right. Wait a minute, man. I'm trying to tell you my story. I want you to tell the joke and put it in. He got to be right with glasses. He he got to be older and he got to be skinny. Like you? Yeah, baby. They're going to start a fire. He rubbed too hard. All right. Okay. Oh, man. Hey, I know I'm supposed to be hitting stuff on the soundboard, but a man. That, that was funny. You stupid. <laughs> I can't stand you. All right, what's the next question you got up? Uh, let's see. I got one more question for y'all. I'll pull it right back up right now. Um, okay, so this was this was like a topic, and I've been asking like multiple people this, and I actually wanted to, it to be word on the street because I felt like people were getting their bag, uh, no pun intended. Where y'all getting your groceries? Oh, I definitely had a conversation about this yesterday. Okay, no, so I'm, I'm going to do you one better because I feel like where y'all getting your groceries could have multiple answers. Where y'all definitely not going to get your groceries? Because uh, everybody sells groceries. I get my groceries from Ralph's. No, wait, 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 Ralph's. wait, 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 wait. So Ralph's. Ralph's and why? It's expensive for no reason. Okay, it's expensive for no reason. Anything else? Um, I feel like the portion sizes that they give you for the meat and stuff like that is BS. They got a lot more BS on, on the counter. Like, okay, now when I say BS, some pe- some people may care that their meat is grass-fed. 
You know what I mean? Or that their beef, the cow was eating grass-fed beef. Uh, I don't know if I go to Vons like for those types of products specifically, but go ahead. Um, I go anywhere where the food is cheap. Ralph's. I don't have any like... Or Ralph's, yeah. Yeah, I don't have any eating restrictions other than just like the fact that I can't have seafood and stuff like that. Um, but I'm not going to pay for... I, I personally enjoy going to Vallarta or any Mexican uh, super, uh, superstar. Yeah. yeah. I, um, IGA, I heard, is another one that people like to go to. I like to go to places where they have meat already seasoned and I can go in there. I'm definitely not going to Sprouts. They don't build them in the hood anyway. Um, Wait, why are you definitely not going to Sprouts? Because they don't build them around me. The closest Sprouts to me is probably what? Uh, the one in Hillcrest? There's not one. There's one in North Park. And there's right? one in La Mesa. Yeah, exactly. That's out of the way for me. Like When I got four or five grocery stores that are here, you know, we're, you know, we're at anyway. So it's like, you know, I'm not doing that. Okay, I'm rolling. Yeah. Start where you not definitely getting your groceries from. I, you know, I tend to avoid food for less. What about Target? I get, I get groceries. Why do you not like food for less? So, okay, wait, hold on, wait. Let's pause right there because that was the overwhelming answer that I've heard from people. It's like the Walmart of, uh, like people wise, I, I guess. But what is wrong with food for less? If they fruit be on this last leg, like you got to eat their fruit tonight. Oh, but see, and I have somewhere I go specifically for fruit, so I never would go in there for that anyway. So, so for me, I'm more of a one-stop shop. Like, where can I get everything I need at one Oh, stop? yeah, I'll never so, be like that ever again. So, Food for Less just makes me frustrated every time I go. So, um, I stick to Ralph's generally because it's the closest and the, the most in- all-inclusive <laughs> grocery shopping. And then I will get groceries at Target occasionally. I can't get everything I need at Target, but... I can I can come up at Target and survive. For Trader it. Joe's has some good stuff, but I like them for specialty items only. Like uh, what's that butter? Cookie butter. Cookie butter is fire. Ooh. See, she remember when I stole your cookie butter? You remember when we all had this very unhealthy attachment to cookie butter in that office? <laughs> we was putting it on everything. Oh my god! I was putting on apples. I see Crystal put it on her thumb. <laughs> you know, I would say something, but I probably did that. Yeah, cookie I was eating it on fire. a spoon for sure. I was stealing it out of Caesar's god. bag and just spreading it on I, rice cakes. I erased his name off the cap of cookie butter and wrote my own. <laughs> like nah, I don't he even... was like, "That's mine." It got my neck. Oh. Okay, you go erase my name. <laughs> nah, brother, you got to get your own. <laughs> that was bomb. Um, are are we getting any? Have you guys ever been in a Sam's Club? No, I don't have a. I, I still need to show ID to get that's like a the, Sam's Club. That's like uh, below Costco, just because they're not everywhere. Which is interesting because anybody that I know that has a membership to Sam's Club would spit on you for saying that it was below Costco. <laughs> like they would take extreme. Expenses. I'm saying that in, in terms of like assess- in terms of accessibility. Uh, there's Costco's everywhere. I, I've only there's one Sam's Club, and that's the one by the 24 Hour Fitness. And, and so there's and we we researched it earlier. There's two that we could readily get to, and one of them it wasn't readily accessible. We were just saying that because it was in you know a certain mile vicinity. Gotcha. Um, so we're buy, stars buying groceries from Target. Sometimes. Carl? Target and Ralphs are my go-to. No, you, I'm not doing that. Would you buy them from Walmart? No. Wait, why wouldn't you buy groceries from Target? Yeah, that's expensive there too. No, it's not. And they don't have everything. Get we just went into a Walmart for potato salad and they didn't have it in there. That is that? true. We went but that's in That's Walmart. That's not Target. Man, and I tell you what, man, depending on what Walmart you go to, you really see like it's hard times out here. Look. Hey, and it's funny too cuz you know how like the popular stigma is that Walmarts tend to be highly populated with and this isn't my term. This is just something I heard one day with like white trash. But if you go to Walmart's in certain areas that just don't have white people, it still be some trash in there. <laughs> <laughs> it just don't be white, man. 
And, and, and look, we had an experience the other day. We were like, time. where are we? And you're like, <laughs> hey, where do they live? No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. We're saying they were off the 15. Listen, we were off the 15. Listen, we were in a nice neighborhood. And we were like, we know y'all don't live here. So why are y'all here? We started thinking about neighborhoods that was like four or five miles away. Like, well, man, you know, maybe they made it through that way. If you would have seen how many times Carl tapped his pocket to see if his wallet was nah, still I ain't in there. Nah, I do all that. I said, oh, that brother shook. I ain't do all that. They had some weird little food And then when they opened there. up the Walmart on Crenshaw, at the Crenshaw Mall, man. That, yeah. Man. That's a, that's a bit Emergency much. Emergency only. That's a bit much. Emergencies only. That, that population is a very interesting bunch. Okay, you guys ready for word on the street? Those Let's were, do it. Those were my questions. That's good. Yeah. I only had a few today. Um. So, did we all have the same question? Well, we'll find out. Let's just. Carl scared me. I'm the only, way I, he was texting when he was asking questions. Well, first of all, I was drunk. Like for like four that I did, man, it was ridiculous. Well, I'm only asking because before we hear from our folks, do we want to give provide an answer to the question? Um. Let's no, do let's it. Hear from let's, folks. Yeah. Let's 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 do it after. Yeah. Let's hear all from right. the folks first. Fair enough. Y'all got to you know, we got to provide commentary after we do word on the street or during word on the street anyway. I'm trying to predict what they I'm love this. Some people is like, man, y'all should have put that on the front of the episode. So here, y'all get it where y'all want it. Y'all won in the word of the All right, Charles. All right, Charles. Normal no. last call. I'm here at Punch Bowl with my man. What's your name, brother? Anthony. All right, my man, Anthony. Anthony, where are you from? <laughs> I knew, hey, bro, you always pause it the first seven seconds. You so damn pre- predictable, man. Why? You just, hey, you can't, he can't go seven seconds pause. without trying to play I me. He said, man, I'm just going to oh, get across. Oh, it was offset, not future. I'm going to get across seven seconds Listen, and I'm about to pause this shit. Listen. <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> I'm glad Chris Harden knew I was sober then. I was sober I during that No, one. we're wondering exactly. about Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> We're not worried about you right now. And Anthony, if you're listening, <laughs> we're not making fun of you. Oh, my God. This is just, this is just what we do for Anthony fun. Anthony was a genuine Woo. ass dude. Too. So we hope you're having fun, Anthony. too. So here's, Anthony, you got to come to the palace one so day. So grown folks, here's Anthony. I'm from uh, the Bay Area. He's from the Bay hey. Area. Anthony, so here's my question for you. Do you have a New Year's resolution this year? I do, I do, yeah. Okay, so I what is your New Year's too. resolution for this year? Um, I wanna, I wanna start uh, reading books. You wanna start reading books? Let's find what Anthony type of reading books for kids, or you wanna do it for like adults, or what kind of books? I thought he uh, said writing books for my like profession. What, I, what I'm like trying to be good at. What is your profession right now? I'm a software engineer. Software engineer? Hey, okay, have you thought of a title or a name for your book or when you want to have it out by? <laughs> um, Stop yelling at I, me. I want to do like something with fundamentals, like people who want to get into it. Oh, so kind of like a startup, like for dummies type thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, there we go. Yeah. All right, man, I appreciate you, brother. <laughs> Yo, I thought he said he wanted to write, write, read and write books. So I was like, hey, you thought of a name for your book yet? He was like... Nah, man, I just want to do something like fundamentals and stuff. Like, I just want to sharpen my craft, brother. But I, I, I like that Anthony said something doable and simple. Because I feel like we, I, I feel like some of the examples that I've seen from other people is they have these very grandiose ideas about how they're going to like completely change their lives as opposed to taking the first step towards uh-huh. changing their lives. So it sounds like Anthony wants to read books. But then he uh, reinforced his desire to read books with just wanting to 
you know, gain a, a better foundation mm-hmm. about certain things. And then from that foundation, I can only assume that he's going to try to build upon that with other pieces of knowledge just to kind of, you know, uh, you know, strengthen his repertoire and whatever it is that he does. So and he stayed that. safe when you asked about writing. Uh, fundamentals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, man, I ain't messing with you. Because you ain't going to ask no more questions about fundamentals. But I think that should be a goal, man. I mean, we used to do our, our, our For the Cultures more on books, man. So, I mean, I think we all could do a bit more reading. Read yeah, I know. At some point you was. Wait, what? I was you trying was to catch up. Life, what are you talking about? I was reading for a good four or five months, man. And then life just took me over to a whole nother. Look. You know, trying to live my best life and looking at Star on her vacation. Okay. <laughs> Here y'all go. So start now that you've heard the first question, was your question the same? Yes. 13 or 14? 13. All right. Here we go. Wait. No, 14. 14. 14. 14 it is. I'm glad I asked. Wait. Let me double check. We're about to find out right now. Grown folks business. No, 13. Hey. Oh, wait. Yeah, 14. Sorry. <laughs> man. Oh, man. <laughs> Hey y'all, it's Just Chris Starr with Grown Folks Business. We have a word on the street segment. What's your name and where you're from? My name is Brittany and I'm from Los Angeles, California. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's fair. <laughs> at least least dog is fair, hey, man. You, you got a picture of Brittany? Yes. Let me see. I'm going to shout her out too for some other reasons. Let me but... see. Yeah, I'm going to shout her out too. Give me, let me see the picture. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's mid-video. Brit Brad in the house. Okay, so y'all, Brittany is a fan for real. So um, super happy to have her for this segment. Brittany, I have a question. New Year's resolutions, how do you feel about them? I actually love them because it gives you something to, like, aspire to, and it gives you something to really, like, hold yourself accountable to, you know, or for. Which one? Both. Either or. Both. In what ways do you typically hold yourself accountable to resolutions? Well, I can only give you an example. Last year, I told myself I was going to do the Daniel Fast Mm -hmm. in the beginning of the year. Can you tell the people what that is? Daniel Fast is when you give up something that you're pretty much addicted to. Mm -hmm. And I love sweets. I love social media. I love other things. And I decided to give... Oh, sorry. Listen, you were just... She's got an iPhone 3, 3GS. You was distracting me. Lord. Man. Man, if we start from uh, the beginning. Social media, sweets, breads, and all type of, I forgot what else it was. I think it was social media, sweets, and breads. Okay. And all type of carbs. And it was just the best experience. And I was so proud that I was able to, like, really stick through it. Uh-huh. Because I didn't, I'm the type of person, like, I'll tell myself to do something, and maybe I'll do it. So what <laughs> made this round of resolutions different? I just changed churches, and my church was starting this Daniel Fast, and I really wanted to do something with my church, and so we would check in with each other each service, so the next Sunday we would check in, and it's like, you know, this is what's going on, and then I think that third service by the end of, well, like, third service of January, we were at the end of the fast, and everybody kind of completed what they wanted to complete it, and it was just the best experience to know that I can, like, stick with something yeah you know yeah. i psych myself out all the time i say i'll stick with it and then i don't and then i'm <laughs> over it and then it's just like okay well girl next month all right yeah we're we gonna try this again on monday maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe all right y'all that was word on the street so right back to you I think the one thing that she brought up that I like the most is that she this is something that she could stick to. So what Cecil was going to ask us in the beginning was, do we have any New Year's resolutions? And I do have New Year's resolutions. He was going to ask, I believe that's what you were going to ask us, right? 
Go ahead. All right. That was what he was going to ask us. Because sometimes I feel like she has a manageable goal right now. You know what I mean? I personally used to hate them because, you know, I would have goals that weren't manageable and I'd forget what they were by the time March came. You said something in another podcast that we did and you said, I don't like, you know, necessarily doing them January 1st because I feel like that's a hard date that I have to start on. Why not start fourth quarter? You yeah. know what I mean? So, and I, I thought about that too. I was like, she's got a point there. Like, you know, if, if it's something that you feel like you can make that change now, don't put it, you know, on that hard, fast date. But if it's something that's manageable and it's not going to be something that you forget in, you know, a month or two or whatever, or you can constantly work on it, I could see where her goals were. Like, social media was one of the things that she said she was addicted to, um, uh, sugar, like sugary foods and stuff like that. You know, but I, I think the, the key point, or one of the key points that I heard is that accountability matters. If When you have somebody who you're checking in with and you are uh, in it together, it definitely helps. I think a lot of times we try to achieve things on our own, no matter what it is. And like, as humans, we're literally not meant to live life alone. Like our entire lives are about relationships. So it's like having that accountability and having that structure in place helps you and mo- keeps you motivated to achieve some of these goals. So that's the the piece that I love the most about Brits. Um, <clears throat> have, y'all, oh, thing. have y'all ever fasted? Yeah. Don't look at me. <laughs> no, okay. No, no, no. I and thought I, you was being funny. No, like... and, I'm, and I'm glad that you thought that <laughs> yeah. because this is an important teaching moment. Yes. Star, I want you to tell us what you fasted uh, of or deprived yourself of so that he'll then know that it doesn't have to specifically be about food. Uh, Yeah, mine was actually secular music while I was driving. I remember that. And, um, and, 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 and tell me what somebody might think of is something that just isn't that big much of a big deal what effect that had on you uh man like i didn't realize how much and how often i was just literally filling my my ears my body my soul with trash Mm. like complete and utter trash um and so when i fasted off of secular music secular being worldly or just non-gospel um so it was r&b rap pop anything that was not gospel i listened to only gospel um, during this time of Lent. And that was probably one of the... Uh, you did it for Lent? I did that time. Oh. I did it for Lent um, initially. Mm-hmm. And um, there was just like so much more clarity. Like I, I felt like open. I felt like a weight lifted off. I felt like I was just closer to God. Like it was it was a really powerful experience. Because people always go to, you know, fasting from food and sweets. And when okay. I... Personally, when I hear that, I'm like, you're not doing that for God. You're doing that for yourself. And you're trying to disguise it as a fast for God. Like, you're just trying to get in shape and just say that I'm not eating this so I can get in shape. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that was something that I did to literally strengthen my relationship with God. And it was powerful for me. So, Carl, I'm going to repeat the question with with a little fluff to it. So, maybe not for religious purposes, but have you ever deprived yourself from something to hopefully gain some type of self improvement. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't say no to that. I mean, I've deprived myself maybe of toxic situations or people. Okay. Uh, and, yeah. and then just to get that moment of clarity, and then come back to it, you know, and, and then you know have a different outlook on it. Okay. Very good. <clears throat> and before we move off of Brittany, oh wait, have you ever fasted? Honestly, that when I used to smoke cigarettes. I, it started with the fast, and then I just never smoked another cigarette again. Okay, that works. Um, before we move off of Britney, I just want to shout her out because I'm super proud of her. I grew up with Britney. Uh, we went to a bunch of B2K concerts together. We love right. each other. <laughs> uh, you know, B2K is hot. Uh, 
So Brittany just started a YouTube page for cooking. She's an amazing cook. So I'm really excited and proud of her uh, for doing what she's doing. She cooks or she cooks and bakes? She cooks primarily. She probably bakes too, but she cooks. Okay. I was going to say, I need some grown folks. So she made some macaroni and cheese the right way. Um, And so her her YouTube page is Brittany, and that's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, made it. So go ahead and check Brittany made it out. Awesome. No, Brittany made it, period. Check it out. So listen, since period. I did- <laughs> Brittany made it out is a whole other YouTube page. Brittany uh, made it out. Hey, low key. Hey, Brittany. That the, was so damn confusing. That, that's the sequel to Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Brittany made it out, y'all. Oh. No, Brittany made oh. it. Oh, that's making period. a murder Check three. Check it out. Made it out. <laughs> Brittany made it. Okay, so look. Since I didn't go last week, can I do two this week? Yeah, go ahead, man. It's your world. So I'm going to do this one first. Let the people rock out. Hey, who told you that we need to get straight to the point? Tell me All later. right, Big Mouth C's here, Grown Folks Business. I'm here for another segment of Word on the Street. Uh, he don't sell too enthused. Got my buddy here with me. Can no, you tell us what your name is? Um, <laughs> pause like you. Pause yeah, yeah, pause Damn. it on you. Yo, bro did not sell enthused at all. We don't even right. get to laugh at the person. We just go laugh at you. Yeah, he was like, yeah, this is Big Mouth C's. I'm out here Big again. Mouth they got me out here recording, y'all. Listen, listen. What's your hand doing this? Hey, this Big Mouth C's. I didn't hear it like that, so we're going to run it back. All right, Big Mouth C's here, Grown Folks Business. I'm here for another segment of work. <laughs> Listen, you am here for another segment of work. Wait, you wait. sound like Anthony. Wait, so, oh, so y'all kind of right. Yeah, it was like, I'm going to have to apologize to my man if I, if I run into him. Like, look, man, I ain't give you the energy I usually have on the podcast. Oh, right, don't take that as All a... All right, man, come on. <laughs> All right, let's go. On the street, uh, got my buddy here with me. Can you tell the folks what your name is? Uh, my name is Paul Hams. Nice to meet everyone. And then, Never where are you named? from? Born and raised, and then where are you currently residing now? I'm from Vallejo, but might as well say I was raised in San Diego and I live in El Cajon. Okay, right on. So, we are approaching the end of the year. As a matter of fact, it will be here by midnight tomorrow night. And I'm just wondering, do you, okay, first and foremost, do you believe in New Year's resolutions? And if you do, did you make any? And if you don't, why don't you? I used to believe in New Year's resolutions until I actually started working at the gym. Okay. And the reason why I don't believe in them is that you knew you've had a problem this whole time. <laughs> okay. So you need to fix it now. Let's not wait till later. Now. You have a chance now. Oh, go ahead. Okay. And then in regards to your next year, because you seem like somebody that's pretty driven and dedicated to the goals that you set for yourself, <laughs> what's a resolution of sorts that you have for this upcoming year? I'm going to be debt-free okay. hey. and a professional MMA fighter. Oh, nice. Which one's going to come first? Ball, don't Probably even the know. debt. Oh, you're going to fight the debt. Okay. Yeah, fight the debt. That's the hardest battle. Right on. Gotta I'm going to get that. that credit score up. All right. Hello. Grown folks business word on the street. Big Mouth Seas. We out of here. Paul now, Paul's, <laughs> Paul sounds like the guy. Right, and you could tell. Does Paul do like training and stuff like that? Oh yeah, he he competes. Paul, so he he's the guy that motivates himself when he's running. Like, come on, man, we only got four minutes left. Let's get to it. Push through, push through. Like he's that guy that's gonna motivate you to do some shit. Well, no, and and, and just he for, said you knew you had a problem. And just for talking, <laughs> no, listen, he ain't lying though. No, but just you didn't wake up like that. Just from talking to him, he's, you woke up like this. See, he seems like a processes guy. Where it's like, all right, yeah. well, this this is step one, this is step two, this is step three, this is step four. And what a lot of people like to do is they like to fill in in between those steps with like dialogue and commentary. 
like, oh, but in my childhood and my mother was no, a... Vallejo, but I live in San Diego. Very. Now I live in Oklahoma. Very to One, the point. Two, three. Yeah. There wasn't, Bullet point. There wasn't much more than what you needed to hear or gather from here for Paul. his response to the question. So I, I really like uh, Paul's straightforwardness. And I like how he ended it where he basically gave an aspiration and a necessity. Mm-hmm. Now, the M- MMA thing is an aspiration. If it doesn't work out for him, then I'm quite sure he'll put in enough work to feel like he gained enough from the culture to better himself. But the debt-free one? Like you can't really get around that. Either you, either you're gonna be debt free or you're not. Hello. Um, and I'm glad that he brought both of those up because he. And then you even kind of alluded to like, oh, his MMA is gonna come first. He's like, no, I'm grown. You know what I mean? And from what I know about Paul, Paul's a married man, so he could be fighting all his life, but he gotta get that debt. He down said he could be fighting all well, his well, life. Well, no, you have context. But usually, when people have a debt free goal, it's it's a beast. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, just the fact that he knew that both were gonna be lengthy processes. But that he put the debt free first, because everything else, you know what I mean, can kind of be. Done. I was thinking, fight MMA and win so you can pay the debt off. Oh no, that was I, how I was thinking. And interestingly, get an, more money, and I, then you put that money towards I, your debt. And I, I would only assume that from his <clears> standpoint, <throat> it's not necessarily about the money; it's about the art form. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and then I think I get money. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> All right, so here's another one. I got Tourette's. <laughs> so this is Big Mouth CC coming from. There's the, the energy. Oh, There's the energy we needed back. so badly. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that was me. It was like two different people. Uh, hey, so now, now watch when I mess it up. Y'all gonna make fun of me again. So we just start over. Here we go. So this is Big Mouth CC coming from the Grown Folks Business Podcast with another on, segment on, of Word <laughs> on the Street. Come so on, can you on. tell me your name? Come on, Brit. And sorry, what's your name? You John. Okay. So this is a very simple hey, question that I have for y'all. Well, first question: Where are you guys from? San Diego. Okay, San Diego, born and raised. Great running things. Very cool. So the question is, do you believe in? Interesting that you said that, because when I met them, I didn't know they were a couple. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but then come to later find out they are definitely a couple. So um, it's interesting that you picked that up. Uh huh. Okay. Uh-huh. New Year's resolutions, and do you have one for 2019? Britt, you're gonna go first. Yes, I do. Um, I do believe in uh, wanting to better yourself. I don't necessarily. I think it needs to be on the first of January, but um, mine is just to raise my vibrations and kind yeah. of shed the old um, behavioral patterns that I had and, and focus on uh, making better ones. Really, I like it. Yeah, okay. consistency. What about you? I used to not, okay. but uh, you know what? I think maybe uh, after messing should, with Brit, I got one. If it's a, if it's if it's a reason to get yourself going on a new direction or whatever like that, then go ahead and use it. You know what I mean? It's okay. Oh, awesome. Anything else you'd like to add? And that means, so remember, podcast, grown folks business. Yeah, yeah. And now you guys are part of the grown That's folks. That's right. That's awesome. right. You, you can answer this question too? Uh, well, on air. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. I like He's like, on air. Britt running this podcast. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. So, she she almost had you for half a second. Listen, no, I'm going to tell you why. So, Britt has a podcast. Oh. Right? And Britt's real, real dope because she was really excited to participate and was asking a lot of different questions about just what it meant to be a grown folk and how she could be involved and different ways that she could help us. Um, but she gave me a gym that I couldn't have even created for myself. She told us that since they're at the beginning stages of their podcast and they have a theme and they haven't really sold themselves on a name, she said that she would give us the opportunity to think of a potential name based upon the theme of the podcast. And if it worked, they'd use it. 
Interesting. What's the theme of the podcast? So there, and then this, I feel like this is something that we. Is can, this part? Of, this is not her New Year's resolution. No, it's not. But that's why I wanted to. What do, your name is for the podcast? I wanted to do two because they were they spoke in a general sense about just improving upon yourself. So I think that that's been the theme of of, of everything that we've heard. But if we're just focusing in on this podcast and the and the potential name, it's about substance abuse and recovery. Oh. Mm. And I feel like it's it, it was one of those things where it was like, so you you have the story about being in the midst of substance abuse. You even have the story about people that have overcome it. Uh-huh. But then what comes next? What do you do with that? Do you just live a blissful life? Do you you use what you've learned to then help other people? Or do you just totally disregard it as if there wasn't a portion of your life? And I bring those three components up because I've seen individuals respectively deal with substance abuse in those three specific ways. And I'm quite sure that we've all seen it in a number of different ways, even outside of those. So if we were thinking of that theme, what's a clever name that you could think that you could call a podcast? Well, one, I would I personally would say for your podcast, for people, you're going to have people in your corner that are going to say, oh, like, you know, we're going to listen to it and we enjoy it and whatnot. But you want to have something that people are like. I want to know what their podcast is about based off of the name. And then when once they start listening to your podcast, it's like, oh, I get it now. So the first thing that popped into my head was simplicity. Two words. What what after? Question mark would be a good name. Mm, what after? Star, anything come to mind for you? Well, when I think of substance abuse, I typically think of getting high. So I would lean towards like the staying grounded podcast. So you know, something like stay grounded. Oh, it's like the opposite of yeah, getting high. Yeah, because it's opposite of getting high. Staying grounded. Interesting. Mm. You're welcome. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> staying grounded. Cease, you still look like you're thinking about yours. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, there was a number of, you know what I mean. Like the, the, I guess the thing that came to mind wasn't even necessarily like a name. I just thought it was really dope. It's a good idea. Yeah, that as a host, and she shared a little bit about me, or a little bit about herself, and I hope that it's okay that I'm sharing this right now, um, just about experiences that she's had within that realm Mm -hmm. and how it's motivated her to open up that conversation so that people don't feel like they're alone. Yeah. And it's one of those things where even if sometimes you want to have the conversation, but it's tough to have that conversation with somebody looking right back at you because you're yeah. you're then taking judgment for the from the things that they're not saying also so it's good that it's going to be on a platform where somebody can take it in doses pause it come back to it think about it rewind it um and really get that that therapeutic experience in the exact way that they need it no, that's i real. think that that's really cool um, shout out Britt that's dope Where yeah Britt so I was I, I'm glad that I had ran into her for actually a second time so that I could have a follow up conversation with her because I, to- I had, she had told me about the podcast but didn't really get into detail and then I at the last minute I was able to have a conversation with her and I told her I would definitely shout her out because I feel like anybody that's dealing with that chances are they're not going to come to you and openly tell you about right. that a lot of people deal with that in the dark on their own mm-hmm. um, and I'm just glad that Brit's opening up an avenue for them to be able to even if they're not directly communicating with the person to have that conversation be had in a space where somebody could potentially receive it for sure yeah Carl anything uh, else no that was good okay uh, so we did Dude, what's your resolution see so we didn't get to that 2019 yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen I only want to do one thing in 2019. Like, I only have one goal. Develop your calves? 
No, I don't even. I don't really. <laughs> I'm just playing. Serious no, note. Um, so you you guys know I applied to grad school. Yes, you did. Um, so one of the hit a round of applause. Yeah, I'm not gonna clap myself up. But we could, up. We could, yeah, we yeah, could yeah, say good job. See, you know what Listen. I mean. Hey, he could be quick to call me a hater, but I try to build him up, man. He ain't gonna take it. Oh, so, you think you're better than me? <laughs> he does. No, I don't. <laughs> So I gotta listen to that last so, episode. So with that, I was just telling myself that one of the, one of the pieces to that journey was taking the GRE. We got to get a certain score on the GRE. Got my GRE scores back. So even that, I was proud of because for years I had let that intimidate me. Yeah. Um, and then the moment that I did it, and I didn't even study. I just said, just do it because you've been it's waiting. So, yeah, you've been waiting so long that you owe it to yourself to just do it, and then you'll have somewhere to like build upon if you didn't do as well. I did excellent. Good. Um, so Math section saved me. Yeah. So we'll find out about grad school this year. So that'll be a thing to look forward to. Um, but really, I just want a dog. Mm. That's it. Something to take care of. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like, and I was telling somebody this other day, and we can end on this note. I asked for a lot of things. And I feel like significant things happened in my life in five-year increments. Mm-hmm. So if I think back to five years ago, everything that I said to myself, if I do this, I'll be happy. I've done that. And then and more. So I'm blessed. So to, like, make a resolution about what needs to change, like, I want to be more thankful for what I have before I get more. Because if I get more right now and my mind and my heart and my soul isn't right, I'm just going to lose it because I'm not going to be able to appreciate it. So I just want to be able to appreciate what I have right now so that when the next blessing comes, I'm in prime position to be able to receive it and do with it what I need to. Gratitude. Yeah. So that's my resolution, just trying to be more appreciative of what I already have and expectation of what's to come. Got you. Are they going to have to listen to Nothing to Lose for our resolution? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give them that shine. If you want to listen to me and Star's resolution, go ahead and, and check out Nothing to Lose podcast. Yeah, Star and and and, uh, and Carl. That's it. Yeah. So if you're if you listen to this podcast Aww, just because of me, then uh, you just got your fix. I think well, Tony I, I, named ours well, the realest. That's what he called ours. The, the episode? The realist. Yeah. It's because y'all black. Um, <laughs> so I'm real. <laughs> oh, I'm they, real they were itching to do that piece, too. And, what? and jacked it all the way up. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, you, was you know, there. Carl tried to start it. I'm like, sir, you can't start oh, it. Oh, she looked like me. Like, when I started, I knew how I started like, all right, if I say it first, this is how it's going to go. And as soon as I said, I said, I'm grown. She was like. What do I, uh, Carl? You don't normally say. It. You're not supposed to start it. Everybody knows. And listen, and listen. You know why I'm real bad? Because I made that up. Aww. And then y'all gonna take us. <laughs> hey, we're not even doing it this time. We out of here. <laughs> Pod- podcast over. Bye. We all grown. Grown folks business podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Uh, Anything else? No, for real. Star, you said. I lowkey feel like we should share a little bit. <laughs> Maybe not the full spiel. Well, you know what? Now now that we've hyped it up so much, go listen to Nothing to Lose podcast. Those are definitely friends of the show before they had their own podcast. Those were some of our first listeners. So yeah. if you guys like us, give them a little bit of shine. Go back and listen to the previous episodes and the catch realist. Star and Carl's New Year's resolutions for 2019. I think, I think it's worth it's worth a listen to, yeah. especially this week. Or if you run out of stuff to listen to on your normal like diet of stuff that you listen to and everything. I know you hate, you probably hated that. Diet. No, it's fine. It's okay. Fine. The ahead. diet of stuff that you're listening it to. It was impeccable. It's a, it's a good hour <laughs> oh, and 15 listen. Um, <laughs> and, and we did a whole end of the year wrap up. And now, the, the run around. All right, it's time for the runaround, y'all. The runaround. My eye slowly open. My arm slowly rises up and grabs the paintbrush from its resting place. I place the paintbrush in the cup of water. I shake it dry yet still moist. 
I dip it into a cup of red paint. I stare at it as it drips like blood, contemplates whether it is a sign of life given or life taken. I use this brush. I use this color. I paint a distant future where love and family find a find a space within hyper-masculinity where showcasing love for one another will not elicit stares normally relegated to the eye contact bestowed upon women. I paint in love. I paint in blood. I paint in the destruction of patriarchal norms. I paint in pedicure. I paint in softball. I paint in WNBA. I paint in reality show. I paint in soap opera. I paint in pink. I paint in kisses. I paint in hugs. I paint in the divine feminine. I paint in me. I paint in him. Our Preston Clark, Vinny a love letter. It gets real intense too The last like two or three lines It gets really Listen I got questions Because he said I paint in WNBA I was like (laughs) That means something It does mean something That's that's one of those things That grabs your attention And makes you want A further explanation Of what was being said Right there What that represented And what evoked that feeling Um, But before we get into that Too much um, As you guys probably Can already tell We have a guest today Um, and you already told them what your government name is. So can you repeat that for the folks? Uh, my pen name is R. Preston Clark, but okay. my government name is Ronald Preston Clark. So okay, yeah, I like R- that. Yeah, Ronald. And then uh, give them your social media tags real quick, too. Uh, R. Preston Clark on Twitter, R. Preston Clark on IG, uh, Ronald Preston Clark on Facebook, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, so you gave us the names that you provided to yourself, which is great. Mm. But in your hand, do you remember those little pieces of paper that I handed you? Mm-hmm. In your hand, you have some ideas that we have here for a name that we could use for you on the podcast. And by all means, afterwards, you can use it. Before you open that up, the name of the segment is What Your Name Is, okay. right? Okay. It's a little contest that we do along with uh, trivia. Uh-huh. We try to compete against each other to see like who envisioned our guest without really knowing them that well hmm. through the name. Okay. So as you look at these names, I really want you to not just look at the name and how it sounds, but how it makes you feel. Mm. Gotcha. Do How I, it makes do you I feel. need to react to each one as I go, or do I look at all of them? Whatever again? feels right. All right. Let's 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 consume all three. <laughs> Excuse the uh, the spelling on any of them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> on one of them specifically, it sounds like. All right. Oh, you got to read it. First one is deep like Preston. Deep like Preston. All right. Deep like Preston. That's, that's good. Got, that's got uh, two meanings. The next one is. <laughs> <laughs> author of all things right, but right is spelt as a writer instead of the direction. Okay. Okay. And they had a vision. It was cool. The last one is <laughs> Vinny Vici. Vinny Vici. <laughs> Vici. Okay. I, I, I get that. I get, I get to play all words. I'm going to have to roll with uh, author of all things right, though. Okay. Uh, right. Paul, that was yours, right? No. Nah. That wasn't yours? <laughs> no, that was yours. That was mine. Like, I got it. I got was it. The, uh, I, see, I see what you come up with. Author of all things right. Well, I yeah. appreciate Here that. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah, I got, uh, I got you it picked wrong. the wrong one, brother. So Dude, like Preston was fire. So, so listen, that's a, a little bit of a gift from us here at Grown Folks appreciate Business it. to kind of commemorate your being on the podcast and being able to talk about uh some things that you got going on now we started off the runaround with an excerpt from what from uh my first novel um it came out in september i dropped it on my birthday okay um because i felt like my most lit day of the year on my page is my birthday so okay. you put happy birthday i dropped a link and then you know that's how you get sales what's so, the name of the novel uh the book is called Vinny a love letter okay um and it's a, a novel centered around a 14 year old black male um named Vinny smith and uh, we'll get into the details later, but I have my little spill I usually run down. But okay. it's been a beautiful, it's been a beautiful process, man. It's been, awesome. it's been kind of crazy. As be, or uh, with being the author of all things, right? 
I'm just wondering, how do you get to the point of saying, I have a book idea, I want to write a book? Like, tell us a little bit about that. The way it came about was crazy. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Erica Buddington, who um, I really look up to and I always tell her that she does everything I do, but better. She's, okay. a, she's an educator. She's a poet. She's an MC. And she's also a writer. She's okay. local out here in San Diego? Uh, no, she's in New York. Okay. I'm, I'm at, shout I'm at her, out. Yeah, shout yeah, out. yeah, I met her in college at Hampton University. Okay. Um, shout out to Hampton. Um but she had a website and she was looking for guest fiction writers. And basically you would write a chapter per week. She posted on your page. And at the end of the process, she would print a novella for you. And so I was like, oh, I'd love to do that. And so I shot her another story I was working on. But because she's an educator, mm-hmm. um, she likes to keep her her page, I mean, her website, PG, PG-13. That's fair. The first one I shot her was Hella Adult. Mm-hmm. So when she read it, she was like, I want to use you, but do you have something else? And I was like, I didn't have anything laid out to the point where I could actually write a full-length novel. And so I'm going through, and I'm just thinking, and I'm looking at my catalog. And I actually took Vinny out of a screenplay I had previously written when I was at the uh, program of um, professional screenwriting at UCLA Mm -hmm. um, called called Play Clothes. And I did the whole Shonda Rhimes joint where, like, my lead characters were white, but my best characters weren't. (laughs) <laughs> and so uh, gotcha. and, and so um because that's a, a hollywood mm-hmm. trick in order to get your your name in the door right and so Vinny's story was Vinny was my favorite character in that screenplay gotcha. and i had always wanted to do something with him by himself mm-hmm. and so originally i wanted to write another screenplay around him but um i looked at my stuff and i was like you want to what let me see if i can kind of flesh out his story a little bit and see if I can do something through prose because my biggest fear as a novelist was always can I hold the same theme or process or character for a long stretch of time yeah, yeah. and so uh um, I never so, thought of that being a fear yeah it's it's because I've started that's legit though that yeah is. like I've started and stopped plenty of stories but to be able to hold into that same energy for a long stretch of time right it's yeah. difficult and so I shot her like um part one of of what I ended up what ended up being chapter one of this, and she was like, "Yes, let's do this," and I was like, "Bet!" And so I started writing for her site. I dropped like ten chapters on her site. Then, then she ended up uh, uh, starting her doing another site without the guest fiction writers. And so I asked her, "Yo, is it okay if I take my story somewhere else?" So I started a new website and I posted about the first sixteen chapters of this. But I didn't want to post a whole book online, right. so I stopped at sixteen chapters and then ended up writing the rest. Um, it took me about two and a half years to finish the whole book. Mm. I started writing wow. December 2015. Um, I wrote off and on for a, pretty much the first two years or so. Um, wrote about 28,000 words in that stretch. Then I had two really emotional events happen in my life in February. Mm-hmm. And then from March 22nd to May 26th, I wrote 45,000 words. Um, this was my therapy. This was my catharsis. Like right. I, I dove into this at a level I'd never dove into anything. And I can tell when it happens, but uh, people can't tell. My writing level goes up a notch once the moment hits when I've started writing in the two months. Right. So like once that first 28,000 is done, mm-hmm. because I was a better writer when I started again. And I had an emotional base to, to write from. Right. And so mm-hmm. I, wrote from pain, I wrote from pain for two months, and then I had my book. Got you. Wow. That is beautiful. That's a lot to digest, and it's like a lot of good information, though, too, <laughs> man. It's like that whole process, that two-year process that you just laid out, it's like you put your all into it. You know what I mean? I mean, even right now, like when you came in, we were watching football, and he was like, hey, man, I'd be at home, like, you know, reading or, you know, just getting my knowledge up. And it's like you you have to draw on from influence. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, I, I get what you're saying in that piece. 
I, I know we oh go ahead start. I was gonna say speaking of influence you spoke a little bit about some of the people um to us before we started uh can you let the people know who your biggest artistic influences are well as as a writer um I have a Mount Rushmore of writers these are the writers who when I talk to to young writers I say you need to read to write Mm-hmm. And so you can't, We all of us can read for entertainment purposes, but you need to read and actually analyze the syntax being used, the diction being used, the punctuation being used, the voice being used. Actually read it for craft and not just for fun. Mm-hmm. And so the four writers I study the most and read the most are James Baldwin, who is the greatest of all time. There's no argument. J- William Shakespeare is not a, a, not a factor around here. Uh, <laughs> James Baldwin, Tim O'Brien who his book, The Things They Carry, was given to me in a screenwriting class. Mm. His voice is so strong off the page that they give screenwriters his prose. Mm -hmm. That's how dope he is. Um, Toni Morrison, who is, of course, a goddess of literature, and and Juno Diaz, who is basically a literary gangster. So all of their styles at different points in the book, people have told me they see them in my own style. Yeah. And so that's the biggest compliment you can give me. So those, those would be my four with Colson Whitehead, who I'm currently reading right now, number five. And he's trying to, he's trying to break down the door. I don't know whose spot he would take, Ooh. but uh, he's trying to, he's trying to get on that list. Cause that man's, that man's uh, literary ability is just at a whole nother See, level. I'm trying to get to that. Like what he's talking about, like as a community and even as myself, where we look up to literature and writing as much as we do music. You know what I mean, and, and and everything else. You know what I mean. Me personally, you know, I I don't, I I haven't unless I'm talking to someone that has that you know intellectual ability to go out there and get more and read and stuff like that. You know, you don't run into the the average person saying, you know what, uh, these are my list of writers or poets and stuff like that that you know I really love. At least in my circles, I can't speak for everyone else in here, but I'm trying to see more of that. You know, specifically at least in my community, it's like we look more up. You know, to people who are doing something that's positive and on top of that you know um along the 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 educational phase you know what i mean that's just me what i think this is one of the first times that we've been able to see people that look like us doing these things yeah like we we have an example not just in the product that's being put out by the but by the individuals who are putting out the product and it's coming from like all different angles because really um to be a writer it's kind of like doing certain professions where you don't necessarily have to have a degree in that profession like anybody with a story to tell can be a writer. And we've mm. even read some books. I don't know if you guys have ever read uh uh what's the book called by the pimp? Uh it's called oh, Pimp. No, you're talking about uh, uh, Iceberg Slim? Iceberg Slim. Mm-hmm. Great book, but to read it is like not like reading your typical piece of literature, mm-hmm. but that like to your point, that adds to it. Like the lack of punctuation, the abbreviation of certain words, mm-hmm. the, the the conveyance of the slang that people are talking as opposed to like saying the literal word adds to the book one of my favorite books but i almost call those gateway books okay like as a teacher when i run across a kid who doesn't like to read Mm -hmm. it's never that they don't like to read it's that they haven't been introduced to something that they would read Mm. so it's it's which is a whole different concept and so i use what i call gateway books to get a kid to trust my judgment with books before i hand them something really good so i had a girl she was ninth grader extra stereotypical in regards to being a black girl you know all of the stereotypes you can potentially think of this girl embodied N- name and three of them loud okay louder <laughs> and, and, Did she have and, box atti- braids? And, and attitude problem okay like, to other people not in mr clark's class gotcha. and so um so i'm looking at it and i'm like what am i gonna give you so i handed her sister soldiers coldest winter ever yeah mm. and that i said that's a 300 something page book 
I hand it to her. She's like, Mr. Clark, what you giving me? I was like, just read it. I promise you. She was like, I was like, you trust me? She was like, not really. And I was like, trust me. And she was like, <laughs> so, so I handed her the book. She comes back maybe three to four weeks later. Mr. Clark, what did you give me? This book was amazing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I know. I tried to tell you. She's like, what else you got? Asada by Asada Shakur mm-hmm. is her next book. So I went from this fictional character that, that, that meant something to her because she saw herself in her. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I'm giving you somebody that you need to see yourself in. Mm. Yeah. And so your next book is Asada. That's deep. So then after that, it's Alice Walker. After that, it's Toni Morton. Like now she's coming to me. It got to a point where kids were, weren't going to the library. They were coming to me. Right. For their literary choices, because they go to the library, they're going to get Eurocentrism everywhere. Yeah. Okay. But if they come That's to me, that's the part. Because black. I know, like, even in middle school, I used to hate reading until I got introduced to Eric Jerome Dickey mm-hmm. and all Omar Tyree. Books everywhere. And yes. <laughs> yeah. Fly Girl. <laughs> and I know, and yep. I'm pretty sure my parents were like, ooh, I don't even know if she should be reading these kind yeah. of books. But at the same time, it was like, but she's reading. Um, right. okay. I was reading Zane and Foot Locker in the back. Okay. Like, so, so easy that, peasy, <laughs> you, right? You made a comment earlier and I want you to repeat it because it made my mind go to like the the depictions that we see of people in color in films, mm-hmm. but then knowing that those roles or the dialogue that's associated with those roles, a lot of times isn't written by people of color. Mm-hmm. And then to like be in the reverse, I'm just wondering for yourself, when you're writing for somebody who isn't of the same background as you, do you feel like you face that same difficulty and even at the same time responsibility to promote that character in a certain way? Well, it's been interesting because um, in, in writing Vinny, there's always the fear as a writer that I remember what you, you said. Now. You you think you think you're writing something yeah. or saying something, but it's not until it leaves your hands and gets to other people mm. where you're no longer a part of their experience. Yeah. That or part of the experience yeah. that you start to see what actually you wrote. That's um, and so we like, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even when <laughs> people I mean, listen to the podcast, well, no, they when say people, stuff, when we're when, like, when, oh, when somebody tells me that they're listening to the podcast, I'm like, where are you at? Right. And then as let me listen while you I'm, listen. I'm, listen. I'm listening to it with their yeah. ear now. Exactly. Like, yeah. I've literally had people hit me up and I'll, and tell me what page they're on and I'll start reading with them. Yeah. And then when they hit me up again, I'm like, okay, now I now I'm spiritually in the same space that you are mm-hmm. as a reader. And I've had people come to me and tell me stuff about the book that I didn't even know I did. Like 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 or like 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 an emotion that was created Uh or a feeling that they had about this character or a reaction to a particular line like all these different things and I'm like it's so beautiful it's 260 pages of writing it's 73,000 words and everyone's going to experience it differently completely differently Vinny's best friend in the book is a white boy Mm -hmm. and he's basically I, I describe him as almost like a a, a stand by me, sandlot kind of gritty kind of white boy, you okay. know, dirty jeans, white t shirt type uh-huh. of thing. And for him to be uh, friends with this emotionally, uh, 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 this emotionally understanding black boy, like the dichotomy between the two of them is just powerful. Explain and, the story a little bit too of Vinny so that people can understand. CC has a question real quick though. When you say emotionally understanding, is that like? Is that like synonymous with having a strong connection with feminism as a man? He he. What's funny is that he represents everything that's both um, positive and negative about masculinity. And so what you're watching is this boy who is on a journey to figure out what his best representation of masculinity is. And a lot of it comes back to the fact that us as black men, other people define our masculinity for us. For sure. He is defining his own. 
So can you the, give me an example? Yeah, of that? I need an example. So, yeah. I, so not that I disagree. So, I just so, want an so example. Prime, so prime example. Um, in in the book, he there's a uh, a scene where because uh, the majority of the book is spent in his head. There's not mm-hmm. a lot. There's not a lot of action outside. Gotcha. Now the story is of course being told, but the primary space you're in is his thought process, gotcha. which is what made it so much so emotionally stressful for me to write because mm-hmm. I had to channel this kid. Like if there, if, that, if it sounded like my words were going on the paper, I knew I had to start over because mm-hmm. it had. Vinny wrote the book. I didn't write the book. Vinny mm-hmm. wrote it. Gotcha. And so there's a scene where uh, he talks about if his best friend Walter wanted to express his love for him through kissing him. He wouldn't initiate that, but he wouldn't be mad at him for showing himself in that way. And so it's 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 a uh, an over exaggerated way of looking at how we're allowed to be expressive of our emotions because the society and patriarchy has defined how males are allowed to express themselves. He has a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Clear as that. Yeah. Vinny. Vinny has a girlfriend and it's clear as day that he loves girls but at the same time his interactions with males is going to make you question his sexuality and that's on purpose i want you to question his sexuality and then turn around and and question your questioning of his sexuality Mm. that's one of the primary things that i was trying to get at while writing it was first i want you to question it and then i want you to question your questioning Mm -hmm. and then you do that over and over again on various topics in reading the book gotcha what what were your your primary goals? I know you just talked about questioning your questioning of sexuality, especially as it pertains to the black man. Mm-hmm. But did you have any other goals as you were writing this novel that you wanted uh, your readers to take from it or experience? Toni Morrison has a quote where she says, "I wrote my first novel because I wanted to read it," mm-hmm. and I've and that's always stuck with me because they say writers write what you know, and he has an estrangement to his father. I have an estrangement to mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been uh, told that <coughs> I have um, um, that I'm in touch with my feminine feminine side, mm-hmm. but I've also been um, been in spaces where my own sensitivities has been thrown against me, as mm-hmm. if it was a flaw. And I'm like, no, I'm still a grown a grown tail man. Like, I'm still. You can say ass. It's cool. Yeah, I'll make sure. I, 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 I had to check first. Nah, we got the explicit stuff on it. So, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, so I'm still, I'm still a grown ass man, and, right. and women love me, and I love them. But at the same time, I get pedicures. Uh, I get pedicures. Amen. Um, don't be scratching Mud baths are night. one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. <laughs> um, I've had a facial. Like, it's funny because the older I get and the more comfortable I actually am in my masculinity, the more feminine stuff I do. Because to me, wait, 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 wait. we're living the dream. Yeah. Ladies are no, living no, the dream. Y'all been pampering yourselves correctly for years. Like, yeah. There's actually a the spot dream. in L.A. right now that this black dude opened that is set up like a barbershop, except for you can get... Like, is it Hammer and Nails? I, I, forgot what, I forgot what it's called. I haven't actually been. It's, that's a thing. I think it's yeah. Hammer. Yeah. But I think it's a brilliant concept. I think it's called Hammer and Nails. And it's I like, heard yeah. of it. That's yeah. pretty good. And, like, yeah. I mean, and honestly, a lot of this stuff is is are dope dates. Like In Grossmont, there's a pedicure spot where you can drink wine. So yeah. I'm like, all right, so North let me Park bring too. me and my girl and go, you know, somewhere like that. So I just, as I've gotten older and I'm, there's no way to knock me off of my masculinity. So what I do with it is my business and how I'm going to handle it. So it's, it's, it's been in, in expressing myself through this, I was able to have an outlet to really have to cause conversations around how we define masculinity mm-hmm. and bell hooks who's, um, uh, one of my favorite writers. I love Bill. Yeah. The, the will to change men, masculinity, and love changed my life. Like, 
how she brought up the whole fact that as men were introduced to um, anger and violence at such a young age, by five years old, we've already been given a toy gun, we're playing football, and we're told not to cry. Mm-hmm. And, so, and then you wonder why we have 25-year-old men who don't know how to express themselves. Right. So, But then on top of that, masculinity is defined by both men and women. Because if I do non-masculine things towards a woman who views masculinity toxically, she's going to react toxically. Mm -hmm. So that whole dichotomy has just been something I've just been a part of over the last few years. And it really was 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 being deep with me. And as I started writing Vinny, I didn't know it was going to go that way. Mm -hmm. Like in the beginning, it was just like a really powerful story about this kid who the primary part was the cutting. Um, But when it got to further than that, what the spirit of the novel was. Um, I had to go through some painful things first. Mm-hmm. And then once I got through those, I was like, oh, snap, that's what this book is about. And so now it's a 260-page opus of just emotion. And and nobody has read it and not cried. I love it. Most people have had to- told me after about 40 pages or so, they have to put it down. Mm. Like, it's not some, It's not a straight-through straight through read. You're not going to just pile through this book. And that's on purpose. And I want you to also throw it at a wall because you need to get mad at some point. So. Okay, so I need to get a paper copy and not <laughs> yeah, yeah, use yeah, my Kindle. Yeah, yeah, when I'm reading it, I don't, don't want to throw the Kindle at the wall. Don't throw the Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that I love that you talked about is that when you define who you are for yourself, it doesn't matter. No one else can shake you off that identity. And I think that's the piece that a lot of people, even our generation, are really missing. We're so busy doing it for the gram, doing things to impress other people, and uh, to be what they expect us to be based on their social definitions of everything. So when you do define who you are... It's unshakable. And that's what I hear you say when you talk about your uh, own journey through expressing your masculinity and femininity and how it encompasses who you are today. So that's really dope. I'm here for that. Yeah. One of my best friends in high school said, uh, he never said a whole bunch of stuff deep, but you know how <laughs> one of your friends would give you that one line. You're one like, line. Where did that come from? <laughs> and he said, mediocrity <laughs> is easy. That's why everybody does it. Heck yeah. Greatness takes work. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to just foul in line, but but nobody has ever made a difference or ever made change or been great at something by doing it like everybody else. That's not how you stand out. That's a good point. It's true. Okay, so I'm quite sure that we'd love to hear more from this gentleman, but I'm a firm believer in hitting him in the beginning and hitting him in the end to make it the biggest impact. <laughs> Uh, so we'll we'll get to the, there's a lot of connotations with that. <laughs> hey, I am mad. Listen, listen, listen. That's your business, grown folks. Grown folks business. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking that we could do trivia, okay. and then we can end on because we we started with what you've worked on. But I, I want to be a paintbrush with kisses too. I want I want I want to end, I want to end with some of the things that you're aspiring to do, some of the things that you're motivated to, sounds some of the good. things that you would like other people to be motivated to uh, to do, because it kind of sounds like more so than just trying to promote yourself. You're really in the business of empowering people to kind of reach their full potential as it pertains to things that they may not have just been accustomed or introduced to previously that you feel like could be beneficial in their life. Sounds good. OK, so we're doing trivia, the three of us. Yes. OK, so what's trivia called? Can somebody tell them? It's called Got Him. Okay. You know, got Him. You remember remember when, like, that's when Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so we'll we'll that add the drop in there somewhere. Right. So when we do trivia, it goes like this. You'll read the question. At any point when you're reading the question, we have the opportunity to say ha! Got him. When we do, you have to stop the question. For that person that said 
God, I don't know how many more of these I have seats. We that's normally amazing. have a board when we yeah. do it. Right. Don't worry about it. It's not, that's not, as, it's not as intense. So, 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 and we're not going to scream that every time right. we got it. By no, the no, way. no, no. I just like got them. We'll stop the question. And from what you've said, they have to answer the question. If they're not able to answer the question for the remaining participants, you can repeat the whole question unless somebody does the same thing. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this has got them. All right. So, so whenever you're ready. All right. First question. What is the top grossing film of all time? Got him. Titanic. Incorrect. Damn. Got him. Black Panther. Incorrect. That's number nine. Dang. Titanic's number two. Dang, man. I had a film. Oh, I just, I read something that said that they just surpassed them, but I think it was only box office, not of all time. Uh, Say coming to America. Oh, so you said all time, not just. No, I'm saying the all time box office leader okay. worldwide. What film is it? Got him. Star Wars. Incorrect. What is it? Avatar. Oh, oh Avatar was legit. Yeah, Avatar. Avatar. And, and it makes me wonder I was it about because that movie. more people went to go see that movie or because that the movie's was probably, trash. That's one, the funny part about it. Well, was that one of the first movies like where the they graphics. were able to get in that high ticket for the IMAX and the 3D stuff? It, it definitely did help, but. I don't know what James Cameron did to society to make everybody see this Wacktail movie. Like, I think it was just because they weren't. They were all big on the. Oh, look at the graphics. We we've been at graphics. This ain't nothing new. This was adult Fern Gully. Like it was Fern Gully with adult characters. I was so Fern mad at that movie. Gully is funny. I was so mad at that movie. Bro. And what's crazy is James Cameron it did Titanic too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he literally has Number the top, like he has some kind of mental device on us that makes us go to his movie. You know, I still get mad every time I think about Rose throwing that diamond. In the ocean, at the I end. still get mad at her going. Um, I'll never let go, and then dropping and then brother pushing in and him, <laughs> not even letting go. He, she pushed him. She's like, "Get off water. me, bro! I gotta go live." I'll never let go. Splish. <laughs> I gotta go live. It's yeah. great. <laughs> Question two. <laughs> all right. Uh, top grossing animated film of all time. Got him. Lion King. Incorrect. Oh, I think I know what it is. Animated film. Animated. Mm-hmm. Got him, frozen. Correct. Hey! Was that your was that your, was that your guess? Let it oh, go. No. I was still wrong. I was gonna nah, say Toy Story. Let it go. Yeah, Lion King was for the longest, but then like these new Pixar's have been. Frozen gotcha. was yeah. a beautiful story. Yeah, frozen was crazy. All right, y'all better get this one. <laughs> what is Michael Jordan's middle name? Oh shoot! <laughs> uh, Got him, Jeffrey. Correct. I was gonna say Bay. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Bay Jordan. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> right. They got two. We didn't specify. That might have traveled. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Here we go. Um, what college did Oprah attend? Shit. Got him. She didn't go to college. Incorrect. That's uh, what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like that was <laughs> It seemed wrong. like a trick question. Got him. West Virginia. Incorrect. Columbia. Incorrect. Tennessee State University at your uh, HBCU. I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, I had to show some HBC level. We see you out here. All right. What is currently the longest running weekly open mic in San Diego? Oh, that's a good one. That is a really good one. They about to get some free promo <laughs> off of us. <laughs> open mic. Got him. It's the one you do. <laughs> <laughs> the one I did, but what is its name? Um, the om- oh, I don't know. Vinny's Corner. <laughs> Vinny's Corner. Yeah, it's at Queen Bee's every Tuesday. It's called Lyrical Exchange. Lyrical, Lyrical Exchange. Exchange. Now we're going to have to check yeah. that out. Yeah, nah, I, I, hosted, I hosted it for four years. Um, the last two years, um, Amon Ra 
uh, who is um, one of my best friends, and he went to Hampton too. We started it together, but he had to leave to go to North Carolina, and so I hosted it by myself for four years. And then when I left, he took over. So we're about to have our six year anniversary show when in, is in, that? Ja- in January. Okay, you first will have to let first, us know. Yeah, first Tuesday in January. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna put it in my passion planner. Yeah, do that. All right. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. I'm talking about the passion planner. planner. So, uh, That's what it's called. That's uh, like something you get after two years of marriage. Don't ask no questions. All right. So we really, we really going to get it in. Okay. All right. What movie and actor did Denzel lose to when he was snubbed by the Oscars for his iconic role in Malcolm X in 1992? <laughs> what, what movie and what actor? What movie and actor did Denzel lose to? When he was snubbed by the Oscars for his iconic role. No, this is too late. I was going to say Tom Hanks for his I was going to say the same thing. Mm-mm. 1992. Bro, I was three years old. <laughs> <laughs> Were you thought about? Uh, huh? Yeah. You no, I, I was then. talking about it. I wasn't in school and then. You were back then. Nah, not even close. 92. 92. Were you born? <laughs> yeah, I was born. Man, don't play me, man. Barley. Born yeah. Me. I was in the 80s. <laughs> 80 what? 80. Oh, you know, he was on the cusp. 89 plus <laughs> two. He was the cusp. Oh, man. Uh, December birthday, too? Yeah, you barely made it. That's on me just to make a guess, huh? I haven't yeah. guessed yet. Oh. I don't know the answer, either. <laughs> I don't, either. <laughs> I know it was somebody Can white. Can I take another no. guess? No. If y'all not going to guess, though. Yeah, that's all. You got to guess? I'm good. She can't guess again, though. No, she can't guess. You I can't guess for a win. What's the I'm answer? I'm going to say Robin Williams. Nah, it's uh, Al Pacino for Scent of a Woman. Mm. Uh, so basically, the way I always explain it, because I, I love when folks say, oh, this person should have won for blah, 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 blah. You have to look at every single year as its own entity. There's some years where the five people that are nominated should all win. Yeah, but you have to give it to real. one person. Yeah. And that's then there's real. some years where all five are like, eh. And they have to give it to somebody. Like when Colin Firth won for King's Speech. Nobody's going to remember that role. Ever. Or that award. But there's some years that are just absolutely, utterly loaded. Mm-hmm. And so what happened with, with Denzel, because people always say, oh, Denzel should have more than blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, the one, but I went through his actual career and looked at the actual years and the actual roles in which he was up for something. And the only one he has a legit gripe for is that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, was sent to the woman for Al Pacino. The funny part is, is that Al Pacino, that sent to a woman Academy Award, was a career achievement award for all the years he had gotten screwed. Mm. So Training Day ended up being, even though that should be Denzel's second one, that was his career achievement award. Because that was finally a year where they were like, oh, we can finally give one to Denzel. Gotcha. And so... That's why when people say, oh, this person should have this, like, y'all got to actually go and go back and look right. and it's, actually say who they were up against. Yeah. Um, a great actor doesn't necessarily yield that result if everybody was killing it that year. Exactly. Like, Mac, yeah, Mac I got Lamar you. still shouldn't have a Grammy, though. Funny part is, you know how we, <laughs> had, you know how we had that long uh, stretch where everything was about, dang, Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't have one, right? You know, two of his, he lost to black actors. Mm. That's actually my bonus question if we get to it. All right, so anyways, I got that. Got him. All right, so Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> no, that's, not, that's the, not the question. Who are the two black uh, actors? He's, in what he's movies? part of the question. Exactly. All right, so next question. Um, and I, clearly, I'm a movie. I'm a movie buff. <laughs> right. So, yeah. What movie beat out The Color Purple for Best Picture at the Oscars? Remember, Color Purple had 11 nominations that year and didn't get any awards. Well, you, can, can you, you tell us the year? year? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was 80... What year did uh, Color Purple Carl, it's not going to matter to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was before. 
It's not gonna matter. To Wait, me the color purple that. was that wasn't that wasn't the nineties the movie color purple. No. Man, he hey, he came he came ready. Y'all said <laughs> Lord, I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue either. Go ahead and give it up. The irony of it is the title. Once I tell you. Oh man. The color blue. No. Nah. It's... <laughs> no, but it has like grapes of wrath. Nah, I hated that book though. <laughs> like, that's the one book I fight we the most as, a, as an educator. Like, I was Lord of the Flies. I was thinking something purple. Nah, so uh, out of Africa, out of out of Africa, oh. which um, ironically had Meryl Streep in it. Um, and Is that where that song came from too? There's like an Africa song that everybody loves by Toto. Oh, I have no clue. I have no clue, but it's a bomb song. Yeah, but, but she, yeah, they out of Africa beat out Color Purple, even though Color Purple was the most nominated film of that year. Interesting. Um, even with Steven Steven Spielberg as the helmer as a director, they still couldn't pull off any awards, which is pretty terrible. It is. All right, uh, this is number eight. Oh dang! Since I'm the only person I'm with up point. I got one. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, so, Trey, I don't get it right, Jeff. <laughs> and then I'll give you oh, yeah. guys one bonus. Bay. One. All right, so. Since Holly Berry's Best Actress win at the Oscars, only two black women have been nominated since. Who are the two women and what movies were they in? For Best Actress? Mm-hmm. Now, Holly won hers in 01. So it's these are all 2000. Was that for Monsters Ball? Yeah, for Monsters Ball. Yeah. I feel like I know one. Two. Can we do half half points? We do yeah. half points since we made. I mean, it this if you far. get if you get one one of them, one of them you should get. The other one it might be a little difficult. Oh and man, it's for best actress. Best actress. I want to say Viola Davis for. I want to go the help. Correct. Okay. Yeah. She is one of them. We give her the win. She's one of them. But who's I'll the take that the, half point? He asked a very specific question. Um, that we've never yeah. done half points. Who's the other one? But that was a great answer, though. Yeah, that was a good one. Now, if you can get the other one, you deserve to win. Vi- Viola is the best, the best actress we Hands have right down. now. Period. It's not even close. Hands down. Um. And even Meryl, who beat her that year, said that she, Viola should have won it. I don't think this is it, but I no. You about to say it. precious? Mm. <laughs> I don't remember her name though. Oh, they <laughs> was that it? Yeah, but give, d- give me the actress. Yeah, I don't know her name. Cause we could just call her Precious oh, on, after the movie. Came out. Oh, her name is uh, Gia. Be on your way, Chiab. Oh, she's got an African name, doesn't she? Gia. It's not Gabrielle, is it? No, it's like G G. It's G-A- like Gabori Sadibi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm it like, is. And the thing is that after the movie came out, we just all called her Precious for know, like a so good sad. six, seven years. <laughs> like we, like she had no name. Guilty, like she was guilty, guilty. It, it was that powerful yeah. of a role. Yeah, it really was. Like, and, but that's sad for her acting career though, because she said the same thing about since? Urkel. What? Uh, well, she, no, I was she, gonna she, say she, we do that about a lot of people. I just think that it was. The, it's know, a testament to their acting skills in that role. However, good luck finding something else. After no, no, no. Your I, I, no but that, and that's the thing is that with, cer- with certain roles, it's so specific to she's that. To that, to and that I was thing. gonna say, it has. I feel like personally, I feel like it has less to do with the acting and more to do with that role. For that to be your introductory role, and not introductory like she had never done any before, because that's not the case. It was just the fact that we had never paid that much attention. That's always gonna stick with you. Yeah. No, yeah. she's been on TV shows and and uh, she's lost weight and like all these mm-hmm. different things and stuff. So she's she's still found a niche 
in in the game. And I mean, we got some some amazing, beautiful um, black women like Queen Latifah and Monique and different people like that. I'm not gonna lie though, that was Monique's best film. Well, oh, because no, she was even uh, she was down. nominated for supporting actress. No, no, that she year. won everything that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, no, she, yeah, she, she won. Deserved she, that. she yeah, she won everything. But you know, how you said like people want to throw your book at the wall and stuff like that. I want to throw my uh, popcorn I, on, on 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 Monique when uh, when she played in Precious. I wanted to throw my popcorn at. Oh my gosh, like that. She was she, OD she, tough. Yeah, she was on a whole other level. Yeah, like she was on, her, but she she played that role to the T. I was shocked. Like, I didn't think she had it in her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, 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 yeah. Real. Yeah. But so, so that was all eight of them then? That was all eight. Okay. Well, then we just called a draw for the first time. That was all eight. You know what? 2018 is getting ready to be over. I'm going to give this to Star. <laughs> there you go. You won. Take, Thank you. Take that gesture. Yeah. Two, <laughs> two and oh. I take winning. You, you, you're very welcome. You did a good job. What's Thank the you. runaround topic we got right now? Okay, so we we kind of chatted about this a little bit earlier. Do you do are you familiar with what the runaround is, or would you like one of us to explain it to you? I know each one of us get to go. Go ahead, Carl. Do for your about thing. a minute. The runaround is a halftime segment <laughs> in between our episode to kill the monotony. Each person gets one minute to give their opinion on something, and we all chime in uh, in terms of participation. But we do not interrupt. Or anything like that. Everybody gets their stuff off, pretty much. So I want you to pay attention to a couple of things. Listen. And you know, he gave me the word monotony. I I, I can't find another word to save my life. He has that spill down verbatim, so it's always cool to see him go through the process. But I don't know if you notice. And see, you're a writer, and you go in front of people and speak. So you know the importance of either looking off in space to see the words in your mind before they Mm -hmm. come out of your mouth, or to just close your eyes completely Mm -hmm. so that, you know what I mean, you don't have any other distractions. Say the punch. So <laughs> I, knew he, I knew he was getting there. Say the damn punch. Say the so, damn punch. So please that believe we get out of it every time seeing him go through that mm-hmm. spiel. You can see when he getting ready to mess up because he be staring at something. Yeah. Like oh no, he gonna say face. Now, it, it's funny in, in the poetry community they say you you memorize in three different ways. You memorize the words, uh-huh. then you memorize with your heart, and then you memorize with your soul. And so when you memorize with your soul, if a plane was to crash right now, you'd be able to look at that and still spit what your what you're doing. Oh, you got that Iggy. And, yeah, and that then with your heart, Zellia. that's where the passion comes from. But if you but if you only know the words, you're reading it in your head. Yeah. Looking at the words and you can tell if that's what's happening. Mm. And so like that that was always a, me- a memorization kick. Yeah, but, Carl, they can yeah. tell. Yeah. <laughs> so, cut that out. Get this fool yeah. out of here. What's our topic, Cease? So, uh, before we started recording, I was explaining to you all that there's something that I've been seeing here um in abundance and we talked about it on a pre or i actually made mention of it on a previous episode about the subject of homosexuality and how that's taken on for male and a female but then how members of society mainly members of society who don't subscribe to being homosexuals kind of put these labels on that for different people so what I really want to know is, is within this one minute, is do you feel like the homosexual experience from the outside looking in is different for males and females? And do you feel like personally that you put certain criteria on it if it's a man or a woman? Does that make sense? I see you looking off into the And how about I go first? And then maybe that will lead you all to some of. And ask the question one more time. Your, it's it, actual it, question. It's it's a it's a broad question, so I feel like you can tackle it from so many different ways. But okay. I, specifically for men and for women. So if you are um, a homosexual male or a homosexual female, do you feel like? 
there are different things to either be concerned about, to educate yourself on that other people have misconceptions about Mm -hmm. and just, you know, kind of throwing out a general dialogue about that in particular. Okay. so let me know when my time starts. Um, Let me pick a sound. All right. There you go. Hey, 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 hey. I was about to freestyle on that beat. Uh, You (laughs) on. (laughs) Run and go. Okay. Um, So the two things that kind of come to mind, or well, the one thing that comes to mind for me that I feel like uh, is just most descriptive of what I'm trying to convey right now is that when I think about two men being homosexual, and I'm not even going to say in a general sense, I'm talking about for myself. The first thing that comes to mind is sex. It's two men sleeping with one another. And I think for two women, uh, one of the initial thoughts that I have is them being in more of a relationship that the foundation is companionship. And I feel like a lot of my biases and opinions come from how we are taught about homosexuality, um, the different misconceptions that come along with that. Um, And I feel like it's one of those things where if somebody is, if they subscribe to that lifestyle, that we should all be doing a better job of just being more informed. You know what I mean? Like, you you know, you shouldn't be having opinions on people who are gay unless you know gay people. And are having these conversations with them about the things that they're experiencing and dealing with. Because I think it will open up your eyes to being able to not have enough time to finish your thought. But it's okay. So... I think that you guys kind of get where I'm going. Yeah, I got what you're going. It's it's pretty open-ended. Yeah. So since I went first, do I get to pick the direction that we're going? Sure. Okay. Carl, you're going to go next. All right. Go. All right. My my thing is with homosexuality um, is one, like like you said, I do look at it in two different viewpoints. And when I say that, I mean that like when I think of women, I think of the opportunity that they have to explore their sexuality in terms of women like we I mean, sometimes we'll look different or or as people will look at people different in terms of like how they dress and stuff like that. But I feel like women, you know, are able to explore both sides of their feminine and masculine qualities and men aren't, you know what I mean? And and looked at in um, a different light. So, for example, I would say that for for women, you can go walk around with like a buzz cut or wear, you know, male clothing. But if you see a man cross-dressing wearing, you know, female clothing, it stands out a lot more to people mm. in a public area than it would, you know, a woman dressing up as a male. So that's, that's one of the things that I think about. Um, and then also... With homosexuality, I know specifically, like in the black community, it's a big struggle, especially among black men. I think more than anything, we we really put an emphasis on pointing out what's gay and what's not gay. There we go. All right. So I guess I'm next. And you see why this wasn't originally a runaround topic? I know. Why do we make this a runaround? It's okay. Go ahead. Start. Was that? Um, it's interesting because I see a lot of different areas that this plays out in. So I feel like. When you're still young, um, being a man and being homosexual is a little more dangerous than it is for women. Um, Just in terms of like locker room, you hear way more stories about boys getting beat up for Mm. being gay or bullied for being gay than you hear about women. And then I think about like the college phase and then it's like, well, if women are gay, it's all like, woo, she's like experimenting. Ah, this is so fun and free. And so like that's a whole nother level of like how it's expressed. Um, But I think as we... um, age i think i do tend to think more of companionship um when it comes to women and i i know a couple of my uh friends who are women and in relationships with other women will talk about like it really is like loving and having a relationship with your best friend and i'm like well 
that just sounds like love in general to me. But um, we don't think about it across the spectrum in the same way. And I think Cease was getting into that. You do think more sexually when you're at a gay bar. Like, oh, you think, who's he going to smash? Like, mm. you know, not, not not look for companionship. We all running out of time today. I, but I feel like that was when we originally created the runaround. I think that we that wanted to point. be more precise with our, our thoughts. But then also not to kind of like run on too long so that we can say, okay, you know what? If I don't get it all out, I'm going to make sure I say this part. So here Facts. we go. All right. Ole, do it. The funny thing is that the only thing that makes you homosexual is your attraction to the same sex. Us as society has attached external activities and expression to something that is homosexual. Mm. And that's always been a dichotomy that's been weird to me. The some of the best men that I've learned how to be a man from are homosexuals. The worst man who I learned how to be a man from, who was the dude who helped my mom make me, is the worst version of a man I would want to be, and he's hyper masculine. So it's always been so. It's now it's interesting to me now at age thirty two, where some of the some of the men who are my role models and the some of the men that show me the kind of man I want to be are homosexual. And so our viewpoint of what, quote unquote, is gay, I feel like is losing its connotation because of the diversity of gay men. Uh, I was going to let you keep going. Yeah, you thought that was me. your time. That was just that wasn't Tinder time. going off. Oh, that was just your phone going off? That, that was, was my phone going off. <laughs> that Thanks was the Tinder me. notification. Oh. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not that time. Yo, That's a different ring. And I know this is the run around and, and, and you, like you said, you want to sandwich this in and this will you know, probably be the one thing I want to wrap up with and, and ask you guys in this is that do you guys feel like gender specific roles is what created masculinity and femininity? Like, like jobs that men are supposed to do typically throughout history and jobs that women are supposed to do in terms of like yielding children taking care of those children, men going out to work and stuff like well, I that. Well, I think at one point, it kind of just was the way things had to be. Like, if you go back to hunter-gatherer-esque type days, you know, women's just weren't going out in the fields and working. See, he's not rolling with you. No, I feel like I feel like gender roles are primarily based in power and control. Okay, but if we were back in the day and your whole purpose was to procreate and continue your family genes, and you know the only way... To procreate was through a woman's womb. That would make me feel like that if I was in that time and I was a woman, I'd feel like I was the most powerful being. So not only would I do that very significant job, I would do the other ones too. But see, but I think you... we've turned money into power because when you think about work. No, no, no. Hold on. Let me finish. Okay. So when I'm thinking about those things, we talked about procreation, but when we're talking about gathering food and raising children. I feel like men in a toxic way have created certain amounts of value for certain things that they do and then have uh, simultaneously discredited a lot of the things that women do. And now we have these gender roles where certain things seem more significant than others when it doesn't have to be like that. I mean, the, our world is uh, is centered around patriarchy. So yeah. gender roles were created for the comfort of men. Yeah. To and, and to, yeah, because they're, because to be quite honest, when we, when we look at, things that men typically don't do that women do well and vice versa i think there are more things that women can do that technically are stuff we're supposed to do than other way around yeah and so so in order to create to continue that power structure Mm -hmm. of patriarchy 
men had to make it seem as if the things that women were doing were mm-hmm. less than. Yeah. It's, mm. And it's almost the set. So like like you were referring to in regards to woman uh, to to motherhood which is the most powerful thing you can potentially do on this planet we've even found a way to to lessen that yep. as a behavior the fact that women have to pay for feminine hygiene products like that should be free like you know what i'm saying like that's part of the world that's but that's part of putting this this box around women and what they're capable of doing. And you wonder why they're screaming and clawing out of that box nowadays. And women are doing stuff completely out of our historical norms. And a lot of men can't handle it. Like it's, it's a difficult thing to watch because not only are they doing what you do better than you, they're still doing what they do better than us. So it's like now where, where's my space? So then the only space that I can go back to is how I was raised, which is within the context of anger, violence, and power. And so you end up going back to that as your almost as your your backup in order to keep the spot that you had created in the first place. Mm-hmm. Which is why I, I asked that question because you were talking earlier and you were talking about like, you know, you like to do mudding and stuff like that or get your nails done and stuff. I feel like we put those things in a box that like those are the things that women are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As, as a young man, you know, my, my friends would say, oh, that's gay. Yep. You know what I mean? That's the term that you would use. Like that's a gay meaning. That's what a man does that likes to do women things. You know what I mean? Which it shouldn't be that way. I mean, that's just taking care of yourself at the end of the day. When literally being gay is only, the only definition of it is what you're attracted to. Yeah. We're the only, pe- I have a poem called Mirror, Mirror. And I actually was thinking about writing a book on it. But it's, I have a poem called Mirror, Mirror. And the first half of the poem is about a boy who's a fashion designer. And he uses himself as his own mannequin. So he wears his designs mm-hmm. and his makeup and stuff on his person. So he'll wear leggings to school, blouses, all the whole nine. Mm-hmm. He looks feminine. He goes, he gets picked on at school, talked about at school. He goes home to a supermodel. All the boys who are trying to beat him up would want. That's the first half of the poem. Mm-hmm. The second half of the poem is the star running back, who everybody thinks is a man's man, who's going on recruiting trips to colleges. And usually when you go on those recruiting trips, they give, they, the myth is that girls get sent to you, mm-hmm. right? He's having boys mm. sent to him. Now, he's clearly being treated like a man's man because he's externally presenting himself as a quote-unquote man's man. And the end of the poem says, mirror, mirror on the wall, what's the most dangerous stereotype of them all? Because which we're punishing this kid for externally looking like quote-unquote a woman, when the one thing that makes you a straight man, he is doing on a regular basis, which is being with a woman. It doesn't matter how I'm with the woman. Prince is one of the most effeminate dudes of all time. And if my girl came home and said, babe, I cheated on you. And I said, with who? She said, Prince. I'd be like, really? High five. Let's talk about it. Because <laughs> Prince, not one of my girls, was dope. He had on he was five two with platform shoes on and a blouse, and he would take all of our women from us. In a perm, horseback ride, from and his th- bodyguard. And I think that's a true lesson, and never judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Because if we're just taking it back to relating it to sports, legend has it that he was an amazing basketball, basketball player. player. Yeah. Yeah. And one of his greatest gifts was the fact that... Is that where that Charlie Murphy thing yeah. came from? Never yeah. knew that. No, no, no. Really? Never and when, knew that. And when he passed away, you should hear how many people had stories about Prince being like, seeing you out in public, 
Want a ball? <laughs> That's crazy. And then, you know, people are like, all right, what's this all about? Sends a driver, picks him the, up. The Minnesota Timberwolves used to, like, treat him like royalty whenever yeah. he would show up. He was used to be a huge Minnesota Timberwolves fan because he loved basketball. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Minnesota worshipped him, so. Never knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, he actually was a baller at 5'2". All right. <laughs> Which is extremely important is because it's like you, <laughs> like you said, yeah. we're we're attaching all these things to something that they don't attach to. Yeah, their char- characteristics. We have these social contract, or mm-hmm. constructs that we've created so that we could label people just because that's what we tend to do. We, we like, like little stuff like a dude with a high-pitched voice. Mm-hmm. We automatically. Are you describing yourself though? Because you do have a unique no, voice. No, when I was young, when I was younger, I definitely dealt with that. Mm-hmm. I definitely dealt with that. And when I got older, my voice, uh, I, my voice changed, but at a level where like uh, it's enough to where I don't get it questioned like it used to. Yeah. Right. And, but I can still, you know, occasionally if I'm hype or whatever, you know, hit you know random noise, noises. I mean, uh, uh, octaves and whatnot. I do it on but the podcast when, all the time. Yeah, but when I, <laughs> but when I, but when I was when I, when I was younger though, I always dealt with that. Yeah. And what was funny was um, I always tell people that. I had all the characteristics that should have got picked on. Mm. I, I was little. I was church going, didn't curse, good grades, well behaved. I, I had, uh, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to add that one. Okay. But yeah, that was actually part of it too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, he said light skin. So, I bring up light skin. So, so, so I had, so I had all the characteristics of uh, usually the stereotypically bullied. What separated me was I was an athlete. Mm. So I played ball with all the dudes who ended up being future game members or in jail and all this other stuff. Got a respect level from them because I could ball because I was a hooper. Yeah, and so they grew up to be like, oh, that's just smart. That's just little smart Ronald. Like you know how when you grow up, everybody has a characteristic mm-hmm. attached to him. Like yo, you know Ronald? Like Ronald who? Little short Ronald or little little smart Ronald? That was always me. Yeah, and so that was kind of my way out of being seen in that and seen in that light. But man, I could. But people who met me outside of my school circle or my sports circle and stuff like outside in the world i, I immediately got tagged with all kinds of labels um got picked on in martin luther king park but well, one time in the pool uh um by by this group of kids or whatever and i had to keep going underwater just to keep from them talking to me um but, <laughs> I was like, you, wait you a black man who can swim too yeah, oh snap I, no i'm just kidding yeah, yeah, no, we breaking all kind of stereotypes yeah. over here would you say you season? reading and Reading and swimming. I swim Reading and swimming. Well, you crazy. gotta think about it. Martin Luther King Park. It was a couple of, uh, children of color in that pool. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we oh, were yeah, all, we sure. That was a right. That was a right pool. Passage. It was, was a couple of white yeah. people. Anywhere you pool. find a King Boulevard, King yeah. Park, Freeway, understand. Yeah, Burger what it King. Is. You want to find? <laughs> King. Hey, that's real too. Hey, yo, you like, you I never see seen a Burger King. There's certain places. There's certain things that are only where you find black. I have never seen a church's chicken near white folks. That's a good point. There's only one. And what's funny is that it's the most unseasoned chicken possible. You would think it would be near white folks. Wow. (laughs) You ever had one of their biscuits? I'm still chewing. Last time I had one was eight years ago. I'm still chewing. You need some more water? It doesn't help. I've given up. I've given up. That's funny. (laughs) Oh, man. So, Ron, anything you want to wrap up with? Uh, We really enjoyed your time, man. You're a real deep brother. (laughs) Appreciate it. I know. I'm like, I have so so many conversations I want to have with y'all right now. (laughs) But but I I do have a specific question for you. So, so you, we've highlighted you as an author first and foremost. But what's something else that you've been working on that maybe isn't in the the limelight that you can share with us? Or something that we can look forward to. Yeah. Well, um... I, uh, so I'm currently a master's in education student at the University of San Diego. Okay. Um, and I'm getting my teaching credential in English. Okay. Um, all at the same time, one year program, I'm done in July. Beautiful. And I'm currently a student teacher at Morris High School, which is my alma mater. 
uh, my 10th grade English teacher is now the principal. Um, so me and her have been close since then. I was her second year teaching. And so recently we had what we called the, <coughs> the Young Brother Book Club Convocation. And I've been, I'm a big, I'm big on literacy. And so in January, uh, we had a literacy fair at the World Beat Center where we raised $5,000 in two and a half weeks to purchase 300 books for black boys. Awesome. Um, each boy left with a backpack that said Young Brother Book Club on it with a design, and they each left with three books. And it was one nonfiction, one fiction, and one one writer, of, uh, one woman writer. So they all had to leave with at least one woman writer in their bags. And so we did that. I mean, it was, it was, it, the numbers weren't what we expected, but it started a movement. And I became basically an ice cream truck of books. Um, I always had books on me. If I ran into a kid, I'd be like, how old are you? They tell me their age. I hand them a book. Um, and we basically passed out about 280 books to young men throughout the city. Um, at Morris, I asked to have access to all of our black males. Um, over 100 black, men, black boys were in one room in the auditorium at Morris High School with 35 black men mentors from the community. Wow. And it was powerful. Yeah, Nate Howard there? Uh, I know Nate. Uh, Nate yeah, Nate's, Nate's one of my boys with Movement B. Uh, he actually didn't check his Facebook Messenger in time to see my my invite, oh, and then he found on, and then he, then he found out afterwards, and he was like, "Yo, we got to work together." So me and Nate, it was funny because I've known Nate, and we me and Nate knew of each other for like yeah. a two year stretch, where our mutual friends kept saying, "Y'all two need to meet," and then we finally had a three hour conversation, and then boys, y'all need to have a one on one game too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's what. Yeah. Nah, I, nah, I'm, te- I'm terrible now. Uh, I've seen him play though. I might be able to get him, but uh, <laughs> I, I love him to death though. That's my boy. Shout out to Nate, but um. He but yeah, so so that so so that day we um we had almost two hundred black men, boys and men, um I mean almost one hundred and fifty black men and boys in one room, and our our call and response with the Young Brother Book Club is um I am loved, I am appreciated, I matter, and we had the boys say we said it to the boys, the boys said it back to us, and then they all left with a copy of the autobiography of Malcolm X, um and so we're gonna start the book club in January, um, January sixteenth. Um, at the school, and the plan is to create a model at Morse and then pitch it to the other Southeast high schools. So now we're going to try to get book clubs at each school to where now walking around with a book in your hand is going to be just as cool as walking around with a ball in your hand. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I used to keep a, a paperback book in my back pocket just so if I had to walk through certain areas, I'd be reading. Yeah. So you can't get street cred for beating up some dude who's reading. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, it was what it was. But that's one of my major projects right now. Um, part of the proceeds from Vinny is going towards a scholarship we're starting for a Southeast San Diego black male. Um, uh, we've got about two G's set aside um, awesome. for a kid. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to split them up into smaller scholarships or give it to one, but um, we're going to be doing that. Um, and, yeah, just uh, just making sure that I'm always uh, just working and writing. I'm about to start working on book two. Um I'm planning on having a love letter series. Um, I didn't say this earlier, but each, but the the love letter portion of the book, the love letter is to masculinity. Mm-hmm. So, Vinny, a love letter is a love letter to masculinity. Um, and in the in the cards for the rest of the books, there's going to be a love letter to trauma. Um, there's going to be a love letter to consent, and then the last one is a love letter to love. And so, um, it's going to be it's going to be a powerful. I'm hoping to drop a book on my birthday every year for the next three years. So oh, you gonna be a busy right. man. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. all heroes wear capes. Hey, some of us just wear Hampton University alumni t-shirts. <laughs> hey, college boy. There but you uh, go. but yeah, no, nah, I'm I'm thankful for for the time y'all allow me to come over here. Nah, I appreciate Thank you coming you. and dropping that knowledge. So yeah. real quick before we end, you ever been on a podcast before? 
Yeah, I was on the Jig Is Up with Marcus Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out, yeah, sister, brother podcast. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what you would call it. Yeah, oh, so we post a link up with them yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, Jig Is Up. Uh, I actually, I went to high school with Marcus. And oh, so, there you yeah, go. Awesome. yeah. So he he brought me on and. We had a two and a half hour conversation about some hilarious stuff. Um, <laughs> that, that was really a lot of fun, um, and yeah, yeah, I've, just, I've had a few interviews, and I'm going to be on the literary uh, at the Grossmont College is having a literary arts festival in April, and I'm going to be on their self publishing um, panel uh, for that. Awesome. And um, I've done some st- uh, some other speaking engagements and stuff. A lot of it's just centered around the themes of the book, which are you know the toxic masculinity portion. Um, I'm more focused on changing the wording more so to hyper masculinity because toxic masculinity is starting to get a negative kind of uh, a certain connotation that is being more difficult to control. And so I think hyper masculinity is being, is more in line with exactly what I'm trying to talk about. Because it's a spectrum. Yeah, there is definitely more a than it is. Yes, a, toxic is more on a it's like a point on an extreme. Hyper masculinity is just everything they've told us we should be you are all the time mm-hmm. and so uh but yeah you know writing writing saves lives literacy saves lives um it saved mine and i just promoted to as many kids as humanly possible and if i can get one kid to read or one kid to write i did my job there you go and the lyrical exchange that you were talking about you said it's the second tuesday of the month uh this is the big anniversary one coming up in january no so it's the actually it's the first tuesday so first tuesday but oh, wait no no first tuesday actually this year is i is think new year's new year so it's yesterday. gonna so it's actually gonna be the following week this year okay so tuesday the 8th and tuesday what time is 8th. that it's at it's uh starts at 8 doors open at seven thirty. but because it's an anniversary night you definitely want to get there early um we are, we are in the 150 plus on those nights um but uh, and that's at Queen Bee and at North Queen Bee's in North Park. Yep, it's our six year anniversary, um, and Elevated, which was the premier um, um, open mic in San Diego prior to us. They were our big our our big sister venue. Um, they lasted for ten, and so our goal is to try to at least get 11. to that level. No, 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 we don't want to pass. I, I, I <laughs> you would, don't want to pass. Seriously? I would I, no. The respect level we have for Elevated, I would love to get to ten. Stop. But mm. what if you guys stop and that is literally like the missing piece of the community? I don't necessarily mm. think surpassing is disrespect. It's, 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 it's not. It's just more so on a the between me and Ra. Like I'm I left to I left Lyrical Exchange to focus on teaching. Mm. He is now headed to teaching and having to be at the open mic on Tuesday nights till 11 o'clock and then having to wake up the next day and having to teach. It's rough. It, yeah, it gets, it gets kind of draining. Um, so unless uh, unless he plans on staying for a long time, which I don't think he would want to be there, you know, too much longer, I think if we just get to 10 and make that the goal and then both of us can let go of it knowing that we've impacted over 10,000-something lives um, over the course of our time, we can be proud of that. Well, I would hope that you guys select your successors and then start training them up so that <laughs> when your 10 is over, that art isn't lost here in San Diego. Yeah. And so on a, on, a, on a personal level, I know we're getting ready to get up out of here. Um, I just want to say a couple of things is that I'm actually going to buy the book. Oh, appreciate it. I got and, it and on I'm my gonna, Kindle. I'm going to buy it for Carl, too. And what we're going to do here at Grown Folks Business Podcast is we're actually going to do a book review. I'll bet. Now, we're, we're very honest folks. 
So yeah, I, ain't gonna lie I, to you, I would, want, I would, yeah, want, so, I would want you to be. So I, I'm quite sure that they're, you know, just given the fact that we're gonna be throwing the book and cussing at the book and, <laughs> and blaming the book yo, for yo, the body that, we used to have, like, like the real, whole thing. Like, like, yo, for real, for real, <laughs> for the body we do used your, to have. Hey, I, I'll come back for the book. So, no, I, I'm down to be face to face with it. So, though, so this, you know? this is the it. point that I'm going to make. Yeah. I was gonna buy Star a copy, but this is even better since she has a copy. So the copy that I was gonna hard, a hard copy if we're doing because then that's if we're doing a review because. I'm open, be able to well, you're, well you're not gonna get it from me because now the book that I was gonna give to you, I'm gonna give it to a listener, okay. and have and have them read the book too. And even people that don't get a free copy from me, I'm gonna ask them to engage in the conversation so that hopefully for that particular episode where we do the book review, as opposed to random word on the street, we can get commentary about the book. I like that. Or we'll read it. Or if we if we're fast readers, and I, t- I tend to be most of the time, I'll read the book and I'll give it to somebody else, and hopefully, and have them promise to give it to at least one more person. That way, we can get a roundtable discussion about a topic that I feel like is extremely important and one that if we became more aware of and just kept in the forefront of our mind, we could be more instrumental in being that positive change that we ultimately need to see happen. So our young men, not even just our young men, but our young women also can really embrace their identities instead of having to feel like they have to try everything in their power to stifle them. As opposed to worrying about what they should be worrying about, which is being kids and young adults and, you know what I mean, and thriving individuals. I feel like these are things that have a hold on people for for long periods of time. Um, And if we were just able to have the conversation, you know, the cool people, the people at the table were using themselves like, I couldn't tell a star. I will say this. One, first, appreciate that. Um, Two, uh, get it from, um, for those of you who were going to pick up the book itself. Get it from rprestonclark.com, okay. which is my website. Talk your shit. Because um, I'm going to give you all a little uh, a little inside scoop on how, Am- on how Amazon works. My book is 20 bucks. If I go, if it gets purchased on Amazon, I get eight. Mm. If you purchase it from me, I get 16. Hey. How much do you get so, for the Kindle copy? Uh, the Kindle copy was what, like $8? No, no, yeah, it was $10 on for Kindle. I, I maybe got like, shoot, for Kindle... I think I maybe got four or five. Yeah, yeah. So Amazon is great in regards to reach, in regards to cut. It's not the case. So yeah. I made it to where if you get it straight from me, it's guaranteed to be signed. I sign all my copies. I personalize all my messages. Like that's my favorite part about having a book is signing it. Like that's my. I love that part. Um, Do you, would so, you sign yeah, it so, with my alias instead of my real name? I don't care what you want. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have you order mine so I don't have to pay more shipping. Yeah, no, I'm, no, I'm, no I, have, I have the books. I, I, I have the books in my car. With you. I have the books in my car. So no. I, I got three copies right now. Oh, they do it. Oh yeah, well, I, I told you I'm the ice cream truck. I'm the ice cream truck of books. I'm gonna Venmo you when you when we get off mic. Like that. Okay. All right, y'all. Anything else you guys want to ask this gentleman before we give him an opportunity to tell us anything he'd like to tell us before we get up out of here? Can't do it unless we gonna make this a whole episode. All right, Star. Spoken her final piece. All right, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Sir. Uh, stay black, stay beautiful, and if you see a kid, hand him a book. There you and, go. And if y'all not already black and can't stay black, um, support support black Just people. Just love your black yeah. friends. Support, love your black friends. Yeah. Stay supporting black people. That's real. Be, um, be loud with them. So not be loud with them. Stereotypically, Carl. <laughs> you, just had a, word. you just had a birthday. I did. How old did you turn? Forty six. No, how old did you really turn? Twenty nine. So, <laughs> Could have so, fooled me. So, so ten years previous to that, how old were you? Nineteen. Okay, and a year previous to that, how old? Nine. Were you? And you were 18 the year previous to that. And when you turned 18, you were what? 
Wait, say it again. <laughs> you were grown, Carl. You were grown. We do this every episode. You always mess it up. So, Star, I'm grown. I'm grown too, sir. I'm grown. Shit, we all grow. And this has been the runaround. Another segment on the what? runaround. Grown no, folks' business. No, now we always do the runaround. Hey, start with the show. It's <laughs> hey, different. It's okay. It's okay. So- not show. No, I'm not tolerating that. We out. Uh, in the news. Oh, we're still going to do in the news? Okay, we'll make this one quick because it was kind of silly, but it was still important. All right. Okay, so. We ain't going to do no music. <laughs> okay. <laughs> man, I was like, yeah. You, you, you be trying to do the shortcut run on all of it, man. I had unplugged it because Yo, I didn't know if we were even going to Somebody do specifically came up to me maybe like 10 episodes ago. And I was like, man, y'all so much better now. Like the drops the and stuff like that. The drops and, and I was like, man, I don't, even, I don't even want to give him the props on, the, on his timeliness. And now he's like, man, I'm the master like, of drops. I didn't even got to give you no drops. That's the crazy part. I really thought the podcast was over, if we were just being honest. You just want to be done, done. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know. Do we really need this? We don't need this. Anyway, so in the news. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. I don't even know. Dun, dun, dun. No, that's sports center. Oh, that's, see, that's, <laughs> that's no, that's Monday dun, dun, Night Football. Dun, dun, dun. Oh yeah, do, 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 do. yeah, that's definitely Monday Night Football. Do, 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 you gotta make sure you get get your your call. I just noticed you got ribbed jeans on. All right, girl, go ahead. That's, that's well, first it. of all, y'all roasted me for never dressing. Oh, you up anymore. today? You was like, well, we had to take a picture with our guest. Yeah, so. and you was like, yeah, we got company now. We definitely don't need for the culture though, because he gave us so much for we, the culture. He is the culture. Yeah. Okay, so listen, in the news, real quick, how y'all feel about robots taking over? I'm not here for it. Cause okay, so no, no, no and, and and so we'll get we'll I'm, I'm gonna say something real serious, and then we can get our jokes off, and then we can get up out of here. But do you remember being younger and how they used to really push like that the machines were gonna take over and the mark of the beast the and all that good stuff? Yeah. But do we not feel like a lot of that stuff that we fantasized at that point as not really being something that could happen is slowly happening? It's happening. Yo, no, I it's I just hate the fact that like you can go on like look up something on Target or whatever, and then go to Instagram, well, and then it pops cookies. up in your feed. Huh? That's simple cookies. Nah, nah. You shouldn't be able to go to the exact shoe that I was looking That's at. That's simple cookies. That's crazy. That's literally that like... Ain't so, and then no, Facebook selling our information the, and no, stuff like that, too. No, because when you go on the website, it literally has a clause like, you're authorizing us to use this for advertisement. Like, no, you're agreeing to that. So then what you are shopping on, they use those cookies, and they have like a... a and I I do this for, for our job, so this is why I'm like... I know this stuff. So then after you do that, um, there's like an advertisement um, contract and they just literally loop whatever you're looking at. They do the same thing with all our information anyway, with anything we do. They got all our info. But Elon Musk um, had an interview a while back where he was saying like, you guys need to slow down. There's so much information and things that you don't understand, but y'all are just going, 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 and y'all need to stop because you don't understand the magnitude of power. So This is Elon Musk. I have a big question after you. Oh, this isn't a big question, but go ahead. Ask yours. Do you guys, so when you said that, and, and, and do you guys put money on apps and stuff like that, like saving apps? That's what that's what scares me more than anything. Why? Because if they attack your funds, they gonna get they, they they got everything at that point. Like I have an app where I'm trying to like save up money. Like Albert. Uh, this one is called Capital. With a, I'm not even trying to give them shine like that. They ain't giving us well, no back. Say what you use the app. It's called Capital okay. with a Q. And <laughs> like, so basically, it, it just it takes it takes money out of your out quap, of your capital. <laughs> <laughs> Make it quap. <laughs> 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 anyway, 
because they want us to and stay on task. They want us to stay on task so bad. But it's called capital, and, and like you put, you know, it takes money out of your out of your checking based off of the saving plan that you chose on there. So at the end of the year, when it's all said and done, there's a significant significant amount of money that's going to be in there. So stuff like that, I well, think I don't about. Know about those, I don't use one like I use Acorns, which is similar, but. They take money out and invest it in like stocks and bonds and stuff. Mm. But I my savings one like that. What? Why you shaking your head? Cause man, I had jokes to get off, and y'all getting real serious you right get, now. Go ahead, get your no, jokes, get the jokes off. off. Mine like that is located inside of my bank app, mm. so I don't use an uh, a secondary app to do that stuff. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I don't want them to take my funds. I don't want them to take my funds and hit me with an anal probe. There you go. There's the opening for jokes. <laughs> so, so what if what if you meet a man and you out right? Hey, Zaddy. And you like them, uh-huh. y'all really vibing and whatnot. Let me get into the mic when I tell Ooh. this story, right? Let me drop my voice too. He take you out on a couple of dates. You like, go. okay, this might be the one. Uh-huh. And then he sits you down, similar to the bizarre email episode, and he mm. goes, "Star, I gotta tell you something." What you gotta say, Zaddy? I'm a robot. Mm. Shut up! I don't like that. What if he was a robot? Because that's literally, I mean, we've seen the... the We've seen iRobot. Well, no, no. I'll do you one better. We've seen the videos and the pictures of the sex dolls. It's coming. You got to get them for an oil change, too. The robots. You got to take them in for oil change. <laughs> See, he trying to be extra funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I'm saying so. If we if we get to the point where robots <laughs> is on Tinder and you, you know, you still looking for a man, would you date a robot? No. Because... Carl, oh, they had that on Black Mirror. Oh, and they just came out with a new uh, interactive season. game. Yeah, I, sh- 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 All right. don't say nothing. But uh, you never seen Black Mirror? Don't worry about it. Would you date a robot? I'm no, I wouldn't date a robot. Would you at least let him hit? Hit what? Huh? <laughs> hit what is crazy? Your circuit board. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've been had robots for women to hit. So that's oh, well, hey, move. never mind. So that's a yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> <so> <laughs> girl, <laughs> Time to I'm get up out of here, y'all. Nah, don't make me answer. Don't make me answer. Listen, don't make me answer. Don't make me answer. No, no, Is it? Is it cheating? No. Is it cheating? If you get your little robot, let me ask. Nash and a robot has a whole new. No, no. Listen, baby. Can I smash a robot? Smash and robots have a whole new conversation. She ain't gonna answer me. Would would you would you smash a robot? Nah, like man. if you were single. No, your girl left you. I'm not even doing the flashlight. Like look, I'm, not, look, look, I'm not doing flashlight. <laughs> I'm not doing. Look, the... your girl left you, and you got like twenty five hundred in your flex savings spending account. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, whoa, that would be wild if they let you use that for sexual health. Girl, folks, business. That's B I Z N E S S. Facebook and Instagram, no, y'all can find us. Listen, listen, and you know, be wild. Think, think about some of the most, and not saying this is a great idea, but see, think about some of the most uh, influential ideas. They probably started off as, as a joke, as something just... sounded crazy. Absolutely, the Wright brothers talking about flying. What? And you know, we we provide so many liberties to so many different things that at some point it, it would be hard for me to imagine that we wouldn't be providing it. Oh, people are are sex deprived. And now it's a mental illness because yeah, it, that's it, like so sexual now sexual health matters. Now we now we got to get him the sex doll, and Carl got twenty five hundred. Prescribed it. Yeah, Carl got twenty five hundred. Sex doll Sex doll is definitely going for fifteen k. Easy. Well, listen, I'm saying no, no, no. The first ones, but you gonna get you a Dollar Tree sex doll? Nah, you I'm getting, nah if I'm gonna get me a sex doll, I'm definitely gonna get me the Maserati of sex dolls. But Does Carl, you can't. Like, you I, can't need full knee, like? I need full hey, knee. I need full You can't even afford the full Maserati of cars. <laughs> How you going? I need a full. 
She had to be able to hold sturdy. You got to be able to put her on her arms and her knees. Full D business. Hey, crazy. Hold sturdy. Hey, she got to be sturdy. Oh, hey, if we man. ever leave the podcast, pals, and Carl pulling a whole woman out the closet. <laughs> Come on, girl. Nah, because she can't look like one of those CPR dolls with only like half her body. Do you guys remember that Office episode? Uh, 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 nah, I don't watch that. Oh, with Stanley. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I need a full. My eyes need to walk and talk just like oh, me, like no, Black Mirror. Walk and talk. Yeah. It's got to feel real. That's crazy. I don't want to feel like I'm humping metal. Humping? Yeah. You gonna be humping the sex doll? It's a sex doll. You, you can hump the couch. Well, I'm gonna let the. I'm gonna let hump your couch. That's what I'm saying. No, see y'all get y'all. All right, so y'all forcing me to answer this. I don't want to do that. I didn't want a sex doll. No, that's the, we, said, I didn't even want to do that. <laughs> I didn't even want the sex doll. It's not a sex doll. Yo, if it's a sex robot. Sex if, if, if Preston didn't it's come in today, I definitely would have named this. I didn't want the sex doll. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had this we had to wait until an hour or two oh hours in before hey. we had to, uh, to have some jokes oh off. God. But I wish Listen, I wish I could name yo, it. That. We need to I, change I, our category to I, comedy. Bro. I, know, I know y'all don't like looking at the descriptions and the timestamps, but you might want to check them out for this episode. That's all I'm gonna say. You might miss some stuff. We don't know what the title of this episode is gonna be. All right, y'all. So uh, I got the day off tomorrow, so I'm trying to start living. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get up out of here. Get up out of here. So, yep. We going out, sis? Let's go. I'm, oh, they do it. I got I'm time. still sick. That's fine. We wasn't. No, you're gonna you. be sick because your smooth mood about to kick in in any minute now. Well, I'm about to, it's about to smoothly go through. All right, we know. All right, y'all. So based upon this conversation, I can definitively say that I'm grown. <laughs> I'm grown too. Shit, we all grown. And this has been another episode of Grown, grown Folks, Folks Business. Business. Not today. Play the music. Uh-huh. Bro, bro.